Well, it's that same kind of anxiety of like waiting for your name to get called for role when you're an anxious <laughs> yes. little kid. You're like, totally. what if I forget my name? What do, what do I say? <laughs> what if I don't hear it? What if I scream <laughs> instead? Here, present. Yeah. Um, uh huh. I was always scared they would say reverse alphabet today, and then I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. first. Yeah. I always had to wait the entire time. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred to just get it over. Mm-hmm. With. And y- you and I are the same in that I was always like, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like no matter if it's beginning or yeah, the end, you're like always they reverse the middle. Always in the middle. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna be the fourteenth person. Mm-hmm. I know. Always. Uh. I know Butler's Butler's close. I was, I was actually that was a thought I had when we got married. I was like, well, at least I'm closer to the beginning. Yeah, of the yeah. it stops mattering once you're in school. <laughs> once you're out of school, though. Yeah, you. It's just it's one of those things where once your name gets called, then you can stop paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So if you have to pay attention all the way to the end of the alphabet, that does suck. Uh, I was never at the total end because there are a lot of vans and vons and right, you know, Voorheeses and all that sort of stuff in Jason. West Michigan. you guys this is totes meredith the mbh van harn in detroit and this show has everything i can't keep this up <laughs> la traffic using tech speak out loud pun named businesses luxury cars amateur detectives movie premieres and murder this week we're bringing you our inaugural episode of the tishi book club in which we discuss the instant classic piece of literature hollywood homicide by kelly garrett so if you're into valley girl hackers with famous twin sisters unethical detective work and extensive discussions of Louboutins, then have we got the show for you. We have a full Tishi panel for this book club discussion today. And starting in Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hello. Piece of literature? That's what you're going with? <laughs> I mean, well, I could call it piece of something else. <laughs> But I, there's no swearing in this episode. <laughs> fudge, fudge, fudge. Oh, fudge. And in Crow's Nest Studios in the Center Square neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts, it's Bobby, the Field Marshal Pape. Hey, Bobby. Hey, not Boston, Massachusetts. That field must have gotten uh, uh, retyped over or backed up somehow. Or mm-hmm. let me fix that. That is the Crow's Nest Studios in historic Albany, New York. Good evening. Okay, that makes a little more sense, but... You know, I thought we were going with Bachelor Arms. Use my source material. You know, I don't have the race car bed yet, so I don't feel like I've earned <laughs> Bachelor Is your freezer full of Hungry Man meals? <laughs> uh, lean cuisine, actually. Lean cuisine, okay. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> more on that in a minute. Yeah, we will explain more later. Um, and then in uh, Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary H. Baum Livingston Butler. Hey, Hillary. OMG. OMG. Totes. <laughs> Totes. Hey, y'all. What's going on? You have to be the Valley Girl expert on this <laughs> oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> I do always say that my accent is not a Texas accent. It is a Valley Girl with a cold. So I You have a little bit of Texas for sure, <laughs> but I can see that. Valley infused. 
Yes. Uh, and of course, finally, uh, in Girl Scout Central Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hey, Christy. Hello. I'm always last just to like I enroll. <laughs> we need to switch up the order. It's just because this is how we read it on yeah. the sheet. <laughs> yeah. And it's just always this way because no one changes it, I guess. Yes. I also need a new uh, studio name. Yeah, it's not Girl Scout yeah. cookie no. time anymore. I mean, I still have four cases surrounding me, but... Well, your personal MLM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell them like in two months for $6 a box. <laughs> Could, couldn't you put them on eBay for like, I don't know, $40 a we'll box We'll get shut down. Oh, really? Yeah. Illegal. Yeah. Black okay. market. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so on the show today, we've got some small talk for you, including Bobby's new crash pad, Hillary's new job opportunity, and my new life partner. Um, we'll sort through the mailbag, including more hair-raising MLM talk. We're going to break out the Chardonnay for our book club discussion. We've got some Tishi recommends, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, Hillary, do you want to take us into small talk? I do. I do. I always want to have some small talk. You know me. That's my thing. I am really good at small talk. That's why you should bring you me are. to a party. It's it's my it's my one talent. Um, first and foremost, after our show last week, talking about breaking down multi-level marketing schemes, <clears throat> I have been bombarded with emails and messages about getting involved in multi-level marketing (laughs) schemes and not like, Oh, good show or whatever. I mean, we got those, but, um, one, I have gotten a daily email from Beachbody when I have not gotten an email from them in a really long time. And as you know, I want to quote my favorite movie. They knew it's like they knew (laughs) and they're coming after me. So, uh, Beachbody, like three different emails this week. And then also, as I had talked about on the show, uh, an old kind of boss of mine's wife had emailed me about a quote unquote opportunity or she messaged <laughs> me on Facebook about an opportunity. And I was kind of like, LOL. Okay. And just ignored <laughs> it and didn't respond. And she, she keeps messaging me. Like, did you see it? Did you see my, did, did you see my previous email? And I'm <laughs> of like, course she is. She's gonna, she's gonna lose all her. And so I just had to like, don't. I kind of had to tuck it away and like I there's a way you can hide Facebook Messenger where you like don't even it doesn't delete it because if you delete it then they pop up again you know so I just like tucked it away in the spam folder of it Mm -hmm. but because I don't want her if she keeps doing it I don't want her to see that I've seen it anyway right Uh, there it's like I, I we thought this was a really good show topic but now they're after me and I'm scared but I won't succumb do you know it's so weird um I just looked at my spam mail for the first time probably in years and I have a message from someone named Shauna that says I need to share some information with you about why my company isn't considered an MLM (laughs) (laughs) and and it's because anytime on those mom like someone's like I lost my job I need help then everyone is like oh I have a great opportunity for you and then I just respond and say MLM and that's it That's like that's like your superhero status. Yep. It's like it's like you just going on MLM. Yep. No, it's your bat signal. I'm looking at mine. I never look at my message requests in Messenger, and the only thing in here is from, I guess, an anti-masker saying, "Wear ten masks on that dog face." Yuck! With oh. <laughs> Were you MLMing wow. on some news site or something like I did? I must have like commented yeah. a long time ago on like. Yeah, this was a while ago. Ugh, imagine, horrible. imagine mm. like, 
I know that the internet makes us all braver than we need to be. About, Not me. Like, <laughs> about like <laughs> saying things. But I'm like, imagine having the gall to say that to somebody. I know. That is... Somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh, disgusting. Well, anyway. I guess I'll never look at those again. <laughs> You're like, and I, bye. I wish yeah. I was brave enough to do the things like the revenge things that people do where they copy what they did and then message it to every like woman that's on that guy's friend list (laughs) or their mother yeah (laughs) not brave enough to do it no i'm not either and i don't want to start i don't know somebody that i like yes yeah exactly anyway so catch me next week like hawking i don't know think of the worst possible thing that i i'm gonna like reinvigorate lulu I'm just going to be talking about young life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And more important news. Bobby is in divorced dad studios. Uh, That's what I've called it. He's not divorced. (laughs) 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 I just like to think of you as just buying all the sad divorced dad kind of things. I am. Uh, I was on the phone with my mother last night, a a post mother's day call just to, she had received our card a day late. Thanks Louis DeJoy. And, um, we were just, you know, <laughs> catching up and I was driving back from uh, suburban Albany Walmart to the apartment with, you know, one of everything, basically. And um, I, I was describing it to her and I said, you know, Sam and I are perfectly happy, uh, but uh, setting up this apartment in Albany does make me feel like I'm a divorced middle-aged man. <laughs> and it's really pathetic. And she said, oh, don't use that word. And I was like, no, no, no. Be concerned when people are in shitty relationships and refuse to use that word. Right. I think I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. I, I think the delusion is calling yourself middle-aged. <laughs> Clearly you're old. <laughs> yeah, so this you're is not divorced. Re- you're a widow. <laughs> Widower? <laughs> Uh, so yes, apologies for the echoey noise on my track this week. Uh, it is a lack of anything on the walls uh, in my <laughs> in my main room here. Oh, and now my windows are open and there's a siren going by. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to like some of those podcasts that, that when they like got used, like they had to do at home ones, and they're in New York and all. You just hear sirens. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> some ambiance. I like so it. I'm not planning. I'm recording from the co- the crow's nest often, but this is the fourth floor walk up studio apartment in this gorgeous old building. And it is quite booming with the hardwood floors and the blank walls. And there is a rug down now. I have a bed. It's not a race car bed. Um, <laughs> is it an air mattress on the floor? It is not. It's the guest okay. bed out of the house that we That's dismantled. When we is, it out of the house. is it a water bed? Is it a water bed? It is explicitly for, forbidden in my lease to have a water bed. <laughs> I had a friend with a waterbed, and it was like so fun to sit on for a second, and then you're like, "Okay, I'm this done. Is, I'm good." Yeah. My parents had one when I was a kid, and maybe that's why they got divorced. My mom had to sleep on the floor when she was in late stages of pregnancy because it, there's no support. No, imagine preferring the floor to your bed. Not to be gross, but I cannot imagine having sex on a waterbed. That seems yeah, and like also almost this means impossible. that I was probably conceived on one. <laughs> <laughs> My, we all had waterbeds. I ha- actually had a waterbed car bed, so I was a divorced dad oh, at, at like thirteen. <laughs> Christy, I had a what? Lamborghini waterbed. That's amazing. I was so jealous of my friends who had waterbeds. But they were very uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and didn't, like, if the heating element broke, you were just lying on top of a cold water freezing, bed? Freezing, or, freezing. Or point. if, like, you got a little poke, uh, like your headgear falls out. or <laughs> Your retainer stabs your water bed. I mean, not that I know that that happened. But I will say, 
I did have it too long. I had it until I was like 17. (laughs) And sex is fine on it. (laughs) (laughs) So back to my life. I'm glad we were... I would just think that sex on a waterbed would give you really good core muscles. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bobby. We're done with your life. Waterbed sex is much more interesting. (laughs) I mean, I can't compete with that. Uh, Once again, hi to my colleagues and potential bosses. So I, I haven't have I told that story yet? I don't think I have. So I'm I'm settling in out here. I'm out here a couple of days a week for now, and so the apartment is just you know a regular place for me to to stay. And it is actually a great building and a great neighborhood. And I'm very glad to have found it. And the price was right, and and all that good stuff. And it, it's only a few minutes drive from the office. Uh, I think it was last week we took um, one of my one of the interns out for birthday drinks after work, and. I stuck around. I was driving back to Boston that night, but I stuck around. I had a drink. I had a bite to eat with everybody. And then just as I was about to leave, one of the other sort of director level staff members who was in my interviews um, and and Tishi's on my resume because we've been doing this for so long that I feel like I deserve some credit for the audio (laughs) editing, which is actually useful in my day job sometimes. And I'm I'm literally about to just throw some cash on the table and be like, I got to go, guys. I got a two and a half hour drive. And Derek just goes, so what is this about your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just silence at the table. Like, and I was oh, like, don't worry about it. Okay, kids, let's take a few minutes and I'll just explain this. So there's a good chance that the first episode some of them heard was the the mom's show, Mom's on the Pod. Mm-hmm. So you that's great. That good. You weren't yes. there. They probably yeah. thought you were lying. Yeah. Uh, this guy's uh, not. Also, a reminder: please visit our website by using the URL momsonthe.net because I paid yes. for another year of it. So I'd really like us to Bobby. Worth it. It was like eight ninety nine, well spent. Uh, but hopefully, they backed up an episode. And the first episode they heard with me on was "Cop Not Cop" because I'm particularly proud of that. The marathon. Like, we're we're wow. on a nice little run of ludicrous topics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now Just coming back around included. with this book. So yes, yeah, so I'm in Albany. I'm in the apartment. I am in the Center Square neighborhood. I'm just a real Paul Lind over here. And uh, <laughs> that yeah, one. that was just for Hillary. <laughs> uh, Templeton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He's the best. And uh, yeah, so in, in coming weeks, uh, I will get a little more furniture, maybe a television at some point. Um, I did get the internet working last night. And last night was the first night I slept here. Um, so I was setting things up and like, hanging blinds in the window at like two in the morning so I could finally go to bed and not have, you know, no privacy. And uh, I I had a a note taped to my door this morning from the downstairs neighbor just being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was banging around putting furniture together so late that I just, I didn't realize I was being so loud. already made enemies. This building uh, echoes pretty loudly. It was actually a very polite note. And now I have now made a friend because on my way back from the office today, I stopped and I was going to get her a gift card to the cool coffee shop around the corner. I figured if I, if I ruined your sleep, at least you'd be awake. They were closed. So instead I got her a bottle of wine and I left it with an apology note in front of her door. And she texted me and was just like, you moved, no worries. She didn't realize I was a new tenant, but I still felt pretty shitty about it. Well, you came out of it probably as best you could. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm just the creepy guy who bought her a bottle yeah. of wine. So. I mean, <laughs> as long as she knows that it was like a one-time deal. Right. This isn't Wine of the Week Club. 
Right. Right. No, I meant (laughs) it was a one-time deal that you were going to be banging around in the middle of the night. (laughs) You're not now her wine supplier. (laughs) Her sommelier. (laughs) Yeah, just up here in the divorced dad crow's nest. Hitting on your neighbors. Yeah. Dropping off alcohol. Exactly. So uh, if anyone's in the Albany area, by the way, once again, just uh, drop me a line because I'm getting to know everything out here and... I'm out here for a few days at a time, and it would be fun to have friends out here. So let me know. Does anybody say Albany? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I say, you know, this is where the Albanians are, but I get corrected pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I just and, wonder. Uh, a distinct lack of steamed hams jokes. Like, I would have expected that, like, the local shops would have steamed hams t-shirts and, like, Restaurants would have added a steamed ham to their menu, and then I realized yeah. this is one tiny little moment of Simpsons history that most people don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was 20 years ago. Yeah. They probably haven't based their society around it. <laughs> you need to meet my brother. He has a Simpsons quote or scene for like every scenario. I mean, every time I see him, he's like, oh, it's like the Simpsons where blah, blah, blah. Like they put Olivia in a harness and he was like, yeah, it's like in the Simpsons when when they get a baby translator and she says, this is humiliating for both of us or something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just uh, him and me and Bet. And we could just start a podcast where we just talk to each other all the time and not bother Mm -hmm. recording it because nobody else needs to hear it. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's just a phone call, actually. Uh, well, contact Bobby in Albany and get some steamed hams and bring him some wine because he needs some. But um, <laughs> another, yeah, status that has changed. I wrote, this is how I wrote it. Meredith is married. <laughs> Meredith is married. Congratulations. 14 R's. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was really fun. Um, we... Did this like bespoke? I've described it, but this kind of bespoke, you know, um, elopement package at um, Zingerman's Farm in Dexter, Michigan, which is outside of Ann Arbor. Um, it was ninety minutes start to finish, um, but it took me basically the whole day. Gregory just went to work and like just popped by after work, like put on his suit and was like, "I'm ready." And yeah, like my right. <laughs> my sister came from Grand Rapids, and we went and got our hair done, and we were at the salon for like three hours. I got my makeup done, um, and then like we had to drive to Dexter in rush hour traffic, and we got there on, a little bit early actually, so we had to kill some time because there was another wedding going on right before this. Um, and so it was super windy for some reason and we were starving. And so my sister parked at a gas station and I was like, I can't go, I can't go in and get my hair blown around in my face. (laughs) So she like went in and bought trail mix and stuff for us, which was nice. Um, and it was a, it was a lovely setting. It was like an old farmhouse. Um, it was very adorable. There was a cool, like, um, I don't know, parlor upstairs and then a changing room. Um, and I took some pictures, like they took a picture of my dress and, you know, kind of the traditional, like, you know, professional wedding picture kind of stuff. And they have me like holding my bouquet and looking wistfully out the window and stuff like that. So <laughs> I'm kind of dreading seeing those pictures because I just felt so ridiculous doing all that stuff. But I haven't seen the proofs yet, Were you um, thinking, but I'm sure I'll share them. When will my fiance return from return work, from work. Yeah. <laughs> well you looked beautiful in the pictures that we saw and yeah you looked beautiful and happy and had pizza and it was all good yes it was really really fun we had um we went 
uh, back to the Graduate Hotel in Ann Arbor and everything is closed still. Like most of the restaurants there are are closed around abbreviated hours and it was in the evening. And so by the time we got back to the hotel, like most restaurants were shut. So we ended up just ordering pizza ahead of time and having it delivered when we figured we'd be at the hotel. And we sat in our giant suite and had pizza with my sister and our friend Emily and it was delightful. Um and I don't know. That was about it. We went. We took the next day off, and and then went to back to work the day after that. <laughs> so we don't. We, we wanted to do a honeymoon at some point, but probably not. I don't know until the fall, maybe like whenever it's safe to travel again. I don't even know where we're gonna go. So taking suggestions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My my fear is that when everybody feels it's safe to travel, everybody's gonna go at the same time. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's got like, I have a million trillion Southwest miles from just using my credit card every once in a while that I have, you know, because I haven't been able to spend them down. So like, yeah, I think traveling is going to be unpleasant for a little while. So I mean, the Austin not, airport is like, is like bumping. Like, it, is it, it, it? Oh, yeah. Like there, there's all these news stories about how the people are just like clamoring yeah. uh, to get the, out, I guess. SeaTac has lines into the parking lot to check in. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, because you have to be spaced out and yeah. whatever, but yeah. still. No, thank you. All those Southwest points, you'll be Shut up, Bobby. Shut up, Bobby. (laughs) Someone coming through SeaTac is the reason why we got it here. And it it got so bad. We don't want to go somewhere like super, you know, touristy or anything. We probably are just going to want to rent a cabin and and stay there and not leave for a week. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe we'll just drive to Ohio again. We do every every Uh, vacation. No, that that historically is not a good idea, though. Right. Yeah, we have bad luck there. (laughs) Sometimes just staying at, like, a spa hotel is nice, regardless of, you know. I mean, as long Mm -hmm. as it's sort of a pretty setting, sometimes that's just kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably... I mean, we don't want to have, like, go out... We're not the type of people who are, like, going to want to do an activity every single day or do a planned trip or anything like that, so... Something low-key it will be for sure. I just don't know what yet. So stay tuned. Well, Hillary cut me off on my joke about how your honeymoon will be a layover in Baltimore. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Oh, Bobby. Okay, finally. Anne has clarifications on cop, not cop criteria. Anne. Go. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry to go back to the well on this, but this is what happens when I'm not on a show is that you talk about things and then I want to respond, but I'm not there. So I have to do it the next week. But uh, on last week on the mom's pod, you guys did kind of reference the cop not cop show again. And I had a couple of things to add to that. Like, no, I wasn't mad or anything. You didn't say anything that, that I'm like foaming at the mouth that I have to tell you that you were wrong about. But um, she's not mad. She's just disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> hey, they're the moms, not me. That's not language I get to use. Um, but there were a, a couple of um, in passing thoughts that you guys made. And uh, one, I think it was Missy that said that she wished that we had allowed medical examiners into the criteria but so the thing about cop not cop is that it's supposed to be a ridiculous pairing you have someone who works in the law enforcement side and then you have someone who has no business being there so that when you're like why is this novelist at a crime scene why is this math professor at a crime scene and if you go why is this medical examiner at a crime scene That kind of makes sense. Totally. They're cop adjacent. Yeah. So that's why it it didn't fit into the uh, definition of that. And then I want to say, Christy, you and I are going to have to talk about Veronica Mars. (laughs) 
on a show <laughs> sometime. I will talk about Veronica Mars all day with you. Have you even watched the newest? No, oh. because I just think that some things should be allowed to end gracefully. But I will. Eventually, okay. I will. It's just that I couldn't, I can't, first of all, it is so much better of a show than any cop not cop yes, show yes, for at sure. all. The God. things that it has to say about the world and the themes that it's exploring and mm. the characters and the dialogue, it's all, it's so much better than any of that cheap BS um, Applebee's of the mind, as someone <laughs> we knows refers to that kind of show. <laughs> Secondly, it like I tried to figure out how you would fit it in. So Veronica, as the high school student, would be the not cop. Clearly. Right. But then who's the cop? Well, she helps the cops. No, she doesn't. The cops no. are her antagonists. That's Sheriff true. Lamb hates her. The Leo only doesn't cop, hate Leo. Uh, the only cop she gets along with is Deputy Leo, <laughs> who is so adorable. But she fights crime because she finds the guilty people. Well, yeah, sure, but, but that's still not cop, not cop. That's not cop, not cop. Mm, and right. then maybe you try to say, well, she solves crimes with her father, but she doesn't. She solves her own high school crimes that he has nothing to do with. And the other stuff that she gets into, he's like, don't, Veronica, stay away from this. Drop it. <laughs> so he's kind of an antagonist. Not an antagonist, but he's he doesn't assist her. Like, she persists in what she's doing um with sort of um, people against her at all turns. So that's why I think that it doesn't fit the format. Fine. It's very encycl- <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown. Like there's the the greater mystery and then the high school mystery or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God. The, the finale of season one is like one of the best episodes of television. So good. I like so cried good. at the end of it. I mean, I was like... <laughs> Truly thrilling. It was. I love it so yeah, much. I know. And I yeah. think we should take a week. I've got an idea that I think would make us a lot of money on CBS. Uh-huh. So I think we should get a cop and a vintner, and we should start a show <laughs> called Wine and Punishment. <laughs> no, Bobby, no. I, I'm not saying it has to be good. I'm just saying it has to make money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. And if people really want us to, maybe we can do cop medical examiner shows. <laughs> yeah. At some point. I mean, I'm finishing an Australian one right now that's really good, although it might fall a little bit more into a different subcat. It's called Harrow, by the way. Uh, it's a, a little bit more of grumpy genius genre than cop, not cop. Your grumpy genius. See, that's where Monk would fit in. Yes. His grumpy genius. Yes. Yeah. Also House. And also, also like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Sherlock yeah. Holmes would mm-hmm. definitely go yeah. into grumpy genius. So maybe yeah. that's another show. Yeah. Down the grumpy, road. Grumpy genius. Put it down. a really good one. Mildly <laughs> on the spectrum genius. Yeah. Who's also mm-hmm. grumpy. We can't. We also need to do cop medical examiner though, because I would like to go on an extended conversation about Murdoch mysteries. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I tr- I've watched the first episode of that, and then I didn't come back to it. But there's like 200 episodes. So yes. Yep. That would I keep wonder, me busy for a long time. He's 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 a detective in the constabulary in Toronto, so he's not a Mountie. But I do feel like there's probably a subgenre of Mountie not cop that we haven't explored yet either. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> I was thinking, I've read all, I, well, when I was like 
a teenager, I read all the K. Scarpetta novels. Mm. Oh, I read most of those too. Yeah. I found those really fascinating when I was Mm -hmm. younger. Those are pretty good. Mm -hmm. The problem with those long running series is eventually they start to get kind of samey samey. Oh, it got, yeah, it got weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what did they have to do in order to keep it fresh is Mm -hmm. get uh, ever more convoluted. But yeah, I enjoyed a lot of those K. Scarpettas. What's, what's her, what's the cop's name? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. I forget on the cop down cop show. Did I mention that Sam and I have this plan to make a bingo card for Murdoch mystery or not for Murdoch mysteries for midsummer murders. It's like uh, you get a square. If there's adultery, you get a square. If there's sibling rivalry, if there's a missing will, uh, incest definitely gets a square. Lots of British countryside (laughs) incest. Oh yeah. Um, uh, So there's just, you know, all of these uh, intrigue plot points that they recycle so often that we're pretty sure we could turn it into like a drinking game. <laughs> well, we we have fertile ground here, I think, is what we're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as the cop-oriented shows. Yeah, I used to read uh the Maisie Dobbs books, um which I enjoyed and she's it's a little she's not a cop. I mean, it's a little bit more it's not Veronica Mars, she's not a teenager. Um but detective stories where she has to entangle with the cops. Um, I had to explain what Scotland Yard was to the kids the other day. Um, and it's, I remember realizing that that was like all of Eng- like it wasn't just Scotland and I didn't really understand. I still don't really understand it that much, but they were like, what? And like, that's like the police. That's just shorthand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Meredith, it's, it's Pete Marino. Is it the oh, cop? yes, of course. <laughs> the unhealthy just, you know, Pete Marino. Yep. We needed to come back and, and thank you. That one up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. And the reason why we weren't watching, you know, some uh, BBC noir, we were watching 101 Dalmatians, which um, in retrospect is like an insane premise. I love that movie because I like the 60s kind of like, and we were talking like sort of the stone, like that era of Disney where it's this sort of groovy I don't know. There's a style of animation that I really enjoy, but the whole premise of that movie is insane. Why did they keep all the dogs at the end too? I'm like, give them away. Mm. There's, too, there's too many dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on. I I have the reason why Scotland Yard is called Scotland Yard. If you oh want. tell me yes Hillary. please no I want to know <clears throat> because it is as I thought it refers to a a um uh a. An, Fuck it, I don't know what it let's let's just read this, Anne. The original headquarters of the new London police force were in Whitehall, with an entrance in Great Scotland Yard, from which the name originates. Scotland Yard was so named because it stood on the site of a medieval palace that had housed Scottish royalty. Oh. So Scotland Yard, it doesn't refer to the country. It's just the or or it doesn't Scotland Yard doesn't refer specifically to the name of the police force. It's where it's housed. Got it. It's mm. like calling mm, like the presidency, like the White House. Like yes, just, exactly. Just, yes. There's some term. Yep. The that Pentagon. I can't yeah. I, there's some term that I can't remember that is like a English term that it's like when you refer to a building as like a whole deal. Anyway. All right. We learned something. Tishi teaches you. Um, (laughs) Can we do do like a two truths and a lie around this? Like you say that. And then I say that Canada geese 
common misnomer, actually named after the actor from The Shield, Ron Canada. Yes. No, in fact, Bobby, you're wrong. (laughs) Meredith and Mike R.I.P. and I established many years ago that Mm -hmm. Canada geese are named after Steve Canada. Yep. All right. (laughs) I got the wrong Canada brother. Did you know that Ron and Steve Canada are brothers? Wow. That explains it. See, we're learning. All right, we're moving on to the mailbag. Um, we've got some really, really, really nice notes about um, our mom's episode. I'm going to read, well, <laughs> the nicest note that we got from Lit GZ, I think is how you would pronounce it. Lit GZ. Hi. <laughs> Hi, this is Jennifer. Spelled as I think Anne said the most preposterous way you could spell Jennifer, <laughs> which is J E N I F F E R. I am sending you my intimate photos as promised. I mean, guys, Hillary, Finally. we talked about this. <laughs> you said you wouldn't do it again. The, I'm sorry. I have a, a sickness. I just. I, <laughs> Can you imagine being this Jennifer and you say, "No, actually, it's one and three f's." <laughs> Well, I think I told, so I had to go to the dermatologist um, because I had a, like a freckle slash mole that was a little funky and it got removed. It's fine. And I love my dermatologist and she's actually the PA there. Like she's, but she's just great. And I've always liked seeing her, but she spells her name M-E-L-L-I-S-S-A. And I'm always like, why are there so many double letters in this? I don't understand. Too many. Too many. Anyway, Is but thanks, Jennifer. It's a glottal stop? Like it's Jennifer... It's probably that's probably it. Well, Jennifer um, slash Liggs, thank you so much. We will be looking into that later on. Wink, wink, winky, winky. We'll be clicking that link. (laughs) I'm gonna click it on my work Mm. computer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Amanda sent us um, an actual really nice note. She says a Facebook post just wasn't gonna cut it this week. Oh boy, do I have some thoughts about the MLM thing. I have a relative who sells uh, sells an MLM product and it is nonstop hit parade on our social media of marketing to her friends and family. Hard eye roll every time I see her posts. I once posted something to be polite and she has now given me her products for my birthday, Christmas, etc. Ooh, Amanda, that was, you did, you, that, you played that wrong. I have more of this stuff than I could ever want or use. I certainly have no need to actually buy more of it or God forbid, quote, join her team, unquote. I downloaded the book club book from the Seattle Public Library, started reading, then couldn't figure out how to renew it. Lucky for me, I was also able to download it today from the county library website, so I'm good for another 21 days. Apparently, I'm just going to keep checking it out from various libraries until I can finish the Ding Dang book. Moderately amused so far, though. Love the show, Amanda. <laughs> it's yes, like uh, doctor shopping for pain pills. <laughs> yeah. She just keeps going to different libraries, <laughs> libraries to get her fix. Oh, we appreciate it. And yeah, the Libby app is great if that's what you're using. Um, Justina is gives us sends us amazing emails. They're unfortunately sometimes too long to read, but they really are like thoroughly entertaining. It's not even ones that I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. It's actually like really good. I mean, so are Amanda's too, but Justina's are are long. But um, somebody, and I assume it was you, mm-hmm. um, highlighted a piece. Um, Justina's titled her email characters welcome which <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> um she was talking a lot about her mlm experience and she says but my first and most strange interactions with an mlm and its people uh was when i was still in high school somehow and for the life of me i can't remember how this happened i got on the radar of a tupperware distributor a few towns over and she offered to hire me to help organize 
her paperwork before turning it over to her CPA. She was offering very good pay for a high schooler, so I accepted. What an experience. First of all, she was German. Her English was perfectly fine, but the accent, I kept thinking of, I had found myself in an Hogan's <laughs> Hero episode. Hogan! <laughs> it didn't help that she had German folk art everywhere, or everywhere she didn't have Tupperware or a Tupperware hosting gift. She called herself a manager or something like that, which is <clears throat> very MLM. Mm-hmm. And as I think about it today, she's clearly had a lot of people in her downline. The job itself was easy enough, sorting all the receipts and such so that the more expansive CPA didn't have to do it. And I can tell you that she was definitely moving a lot of product. After I finished, she gave me my pay in cash, very appreciated, and then told me took me downstairs to her basement. That sounds no. bad. Uh, <laughs> don't go. That's so like high school to be like, okay, there's an older person. I have to just do what they tell me. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't do that. Um, that sounds bad, but it wasn't. It was just strange because her basement was just rows and rows of freestanding shelves, all filled with Tupperware. As I think about it now, it was kind of set up like Costco is with boxes upon boxes, but a display examples, items open in front. So it was easy to know what was where. I had never seen anything like it before. And she told me to pick out some things as a little bonus. I had fun wandering around and checking out the stuff. Tupperware advertised on TV back in the day. So I knew about the stuff, but... No way my family was going to spend good money on storage stuff when they had jelly jars and sour cream containers for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I ended up picking out a lap desk and the small luggage set that uh, was a hosting gift. I figured it would be helpful once I was heading to college. I think you chose wisely, Justina, because that sounds like great. I had no idea that Tupperware had luggage. I know. Mm-mm. It's probably pretty good. It definitely kept your clothes sealed fresh. (laughs) (laughs) But if you put spaghetti sauce in it, it was all over. (laughs) This this is one of those things that you guys talked about on the show a bit where some of the MLMs, the product is good. It's just the sales model that's just Mm -hmm. the pits. Oh, my God. I found a picture of Tupperware luggage. If you do a Google image search for Tupperware luggage, the first set that comes up is brown with red trim, and it says Tupperware in giant letters on it. It's pretty great. Somebody has it on eBay. Amazing. Ooh. I'll put it. I'll Whoa. Put it. <laughs> it's like trying to look like um, Louis Vuitton luggage. Louis Vuitton wishes it had this seal. I well, I mean, you learn something new every day. Thank you, I mean, Justina. I, I guess you needed Tupperware luggage to roll your Tupperware around in, right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's pretty durable, so I don't think you need super strong luggage. Yeah, I just, I don't, why would you use a brand, a Tupperware branded suitcase for regular travel? I mean, you'd be able to see it really well when it came down the sure. carousel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would you want a pink Cadillac that's branded with Mary Kay? <laughs> Normal people don't want those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, Tupperware backpacks too. Um, in her email, we didn't read this part. But she also cited Cutco, and that was going to be my contribution to the MLM conversations. I have many because, as I have said many times, my grandmother fancied herself an entrepreneur in the 90s, which Mm. really meant that she bought into so much of this crap. We had Amway. I had a pager because we had ACN before everybody got cell phones. Uh, and I also once went on a job interview for Cutco, and it was like a group job interview, and I was a dumb high school kid. And uh, magically, I was one of the many people who was tapped for a one-on-one after, and I was told that they thought I had huge potential mm-hmm. in this field, and all I had to do was buy my knife set and mm. then go out and start peddling to my friends and family. 
all your 17-year-old friends? All looking for their kitchen knives, yes. Mm-hmm, sure. I mean, Cutco's a Western New York company, so it was, you know, close to home. And I, I think, you know, I have friends who worked there at the actual, like, office building at some point. But, uh, yes, I, I ended up declining and just being like, this is very weird. I'm leaving now. And I left. Good choice. Yes. Yeah. I proud of myself. I've made a lot of bad choices in my life. That was a rare good one. <laughs> Um, well, as far as the question of the week responses, we obviously had two. Um, I'm going to read the MLM ones first. Um, what is a, a secret MLM that you didn't know was an MLM? Um, Kenneth said Tupperware, appropriate, which I think maybe I didn't really know either. I just didn't, like, I just, I just didn't know. Um, Margaret says the body shop, which I had recently been exposed to the fact that the body shop, I, I don't know. She posted some articles in it. So go check the Facebook group. Um, I know that the U- legit shocked me. I had no I know. Idea. I know in the UK mm-hmm. it definitely is more of an MLM structure, and maybe in the US it's more of a retail, like a like traditional retail thing. But I, I need to read up on it more because I had just recently heard about it. Um, John says I live like five miles away from Amway HQ, so now I'm convinced that nearly everything. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm from. And I know. I was like Meredith, you're familiar with the Amway. Yeah, Amway. you drive by. Well, and uh, we never. F- had any Amway product like I didn't know what Amway did for most of my life like we never had any of the products I didn't know anybody who sold it my parents probably were like no nah, this sucks <laughs> well I yeah, remember I, I oh, just God. knew that it was a joke but I didn't actually yes. know what yeah. Amway was yeah that um I remember seeing an ad for Amway one time and it was like count how it was like a magazine ad and it said count how many Amway products are in this and I like loved a game you know like I loved like, you know, you play highlights and it's like, what are the differences between oh, these yeah. two pictures? So I sort of treated it like that, but I didn't really know what Amway actually was. But I remember watching that movie Go that came out like in 1999 or something. Mm-hmm. And that was sort movie. of the joke was like, we're we're trying to sell you Amway to try to keep them, these people in the house. And I didn't really get the joke. I was like, what is Amway? Like, how would that keep them in the house? But now I know. I have a friend who was in a toothpaste commercial for Amway. <laughs> Must have just been because the, he was local. It was Glister toothpaste. Oh, it was. It's, me? it's gross. Is that a combination of Glisten and Blister? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's off topic, it. but I really wish that could be the show title. Just that question. <laughs> what um, does Glister mean? Gross. Um, Rena says Rodan and Fields, which yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and Louise says Longa Burger. I knew nothing. I knew about the building first. I meant to Google that. Do y'all know what that is? No, nope. I don't either. It's Longa Burger. I think they sounds, they're building sounds a, like burger joint. Yeah, it sounds burger. delicious. <laughs> I think their building is the giant basket. They do like um, crafts oh, and things, yes. and they have a giant building. Their building looks like a massive picnic basket. American manufacturer and distributor of handcrafted maple wood baskets and other home and lifestyle products. Doesn't say anything about being an MLM. Dresden, Ohio. Oh, I should go there for my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To the world's largest basket building. Yes. This is definitely the kind of thing that Jeremy would buy a shitty car to drive to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's on the anti-MLM Reddit page but i don't know if that, i don't know if that is a you know that yeah. probably counts yeah um okay bet says lulu row garbage clothes also which as christy can attest 
soft but oddly placed yep <laughs> um amy says pampered chef i thought it was a william sonoma thing yeah that's how mm. they get you that's the only um sales party that i've ever been to was a pampered chef and i 100 so uncomfortable i 100 percent guessed that in my head i was like i bet Anne has been to a pampered chef if anything that's where she's been <laughs> It's the only one that could like slightly lure her in. I did second. get like like a giant glass measuring cup bowl. Like it's a glass bowl that has a handle and a spout and yeah. then a lid that you can put on it. And I've had it for at least 15 years and it's great. That's a thing. some good products. And, and that's and the like, problem. I don't I didn't really cuz I'd never been to one of these anything parties. I didn't really know what it was gonna be like it was my co-worker from work and it was like all these people that were friends that i didn't know and i didn't want to buy anything i just did to be it was really awkward Oof. yeah no, yeah, I was you. invited to a sex toy one by a coworker. <laughs> you and like, missy can no, bond thanks. on that yeah let's obliterate those work boundaries yeah. oh man all right. The other question of the week. What are what the hell are your summer plans? Chelsea says spending all of my money to send the kids to day camp all summer. <laughs> Hashtag Maine. I don't know when the Maine parts. Get but them out. Get them out of now. I haven't it. I haven't planned it well and we'll see what apocalypse is coming my way. Daniel says, Hopefully not traveling for work. Well, yeah. I mean, I think everybody else is like traveling. And he's like, I don't want to travel. I don't want to. Uh, Treasure says road trips to see fully vaccinated grandparents and sending children to day camps. It's a trend. Mm-hmm. Colian says spending a week in Carolina Beach uh, for my wife's milestone birthday. That sounds Aww. very that nice. Sounds nice. Sweet. I yeah. assume that's somewhere in Carolina. A Carolina. I, that's what I, I know. That's what I assume. Maybe we shouldn't assume. You know, he'll what? let us know if we're wrong. <laughs> yes, he yeah. will. Uh, Amanda once again says, "Cleaning out my garage, never-ending yard work, and maybe a few day trips. Uh, saving up for a big vacation next year." I'm friends with Amanda on Facebook, and she's always like working on stuff, and it makes me, as I'm sitting there, Christy watching Younger, the ninth episode of Younger in a row, and she's like, "I cleaned my garage," <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, "I'm in bed." <laughs> I saw somebody apologize for not having a clean basement yesterday, and I was like, "Wait a minute, are our basement supposed to be clean? Yeah, are we supposed to?" <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Whoops! I know. I told Dave the other day. I was like, I, "We need to clean the cabinets. Like they're kind of starting to feel sort of sticky to me." And he was like, "You can clean cabinets." And I'm like, "Well, yes, you can. I just I haven't." But um, okay, Libby says, "Well, since Southwest Oprah broke our connection from Denver to New Orleans, we're sitting on a sweet pile of two thousand dollars in Southwest credit. So the entire U.S. is our playground for the next twelve months." Nice. Oh, I like that attitude. I know. Um, Laura says, "Going to the Berkshire." Actually, how do y'all pronounce that word? Berkshires? Berkshires? Berkshires. Uh, oh, Dave and I had a fight, much like our Peabody Peabody fight. I say Berkshires, <laughs> and he's like, no, it's Berkshires. And it irritates me when he says that. Yeah, I would I probably know. say Berkshires. It's, it's Berkshires. I think there's some James Taylor song where he maybe says Berkshires. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, Laura happily is going to the Berkshires for a week in June, which sounds nice. My first vacation in 16 months. Kenneth says, going to Six Flags in Atlanta, Baltimore, and St. Louis. Also seeing the uh, baseball bar- ballparks in Baltimore and St. Louis. I will have seen 20 MLB ballparks after the summer. Cool. Jeez. Wow. That's it's awesome. That's the way there. So here's my question. Isn't it if you've been to one Six Flags, you've been to I think the they're all different. Well, and also I have a bone to pick with you, Kenneth, because um, 
I think it's a misnomer to call them Six Flags in other places because the reason why they're called Six Flags is there are Six Flags over Texas. And it <laughs> irritates me that they don't rename them in Atlanta, Baltimore, and St. Louis. It always has. Does that make it a misnomer, though? It, I don't think this is Kenneth's fault. <laughs> no, it's not Kenneth's fault. fault. Well, I'm more just like, Kenneth go, to, <laughs> Kenneth, go to Arlington, Texas as well. And then you can also, and there's also an MLB park there. That's where the Rangers play. I used so. to drive by there all the time, but it was always too hot to go. I know. In. It's, yeah. Oh, First yeah. of all, 18 flags is a lot of flags, Kenneth, so please pace yourself. <laughs> Second of all, Hillary, I have to question your logic here. So I tried to go to Texas Roadhouse for dinner last night. Oh, yes. Should, should that be – it was too busy, so I ended up going to the 99. Is, is Texas Roadhouse misnamed? <laughs> should it be called <laughs> – New York but it's, see, it's called Six Flags Over Texas. Like, that's the thing. I don't know. It always irritates me for some reason. Well, they keep the over thing. Like, I'm pretty sure the Six Flags in other places, like Six Flags Darien Lake, which is the on-again, off-again Six Flags in western New York, where sometimes it's good and then sometimes they don't keep up the maintenance and then it becomes a not Six Flags. Um, I think <laughs> we have they, one of those here, too. Yeah. Uh, I think it is like Six Flags Over Darien Lake. Like, I think they still fly Six Flags. I mean, I will say also, it is kind of gross that they call it Six Flags because one of the flags is like, murr, murr, the, the Confederate, Confederate flag. flag. Oh, <laughs> you make it five guys. I know, I know. Five guys. I know. Yeah, it's it's a little bit gross. I know. We all were like, it, that was always the one that I would miss. It'd be like, okay, okay, okay. Spain, France, Mexico, Texas. And you're like, okay, I'm at four. And then United States. And you're like, what's the fifth one? And they're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> That's embarrassing. All right. It's I'm about from Texas. Southern pride. Oh, yeah, it is. That's what but do they about. actually fly all the flags? Because if they do, I have a problem with that. <laughs> yes. I, don't th- I think they have a Six Flags branded flag, maybe. Like, I think maybe they, I, I would not deny at some point they probably did fly all of them. I uh-huh. feel like maybe now they they just have a Six Flags flag, like with the old guy, maybe. But like, you know, you know, that the Monopoly man that they had. You know what I'm talking about? Did y'all get those commercials? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's a way to solve this. Images for Six Flags flag. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's interesting. They fly the uh, a different Confederate States of America flag. Oh, God. They fly boy. one with, with three stripes and a field of blue with seven stars in a circle. Oh, I see one that's like a two-thirds Confederate flag and then one-third is dark blue with the teardrop or something on it right because that one went to prison and murdered someone <laughs> so they oh, just no, they maybe got that's... one teardrop on it what? i thought maybe there was another flag behind the confederate flag but no uh, so. let's see after 56 years six flags will no longer fly the confederate flag over its theme parks well, that's good yeah. that was a uh, 2017 oh Oh, goodness gracious okay moving on (laughs) kenneth you really started something here um uh margaret says i decided to turn my life upside down and go back to school but i'm taking a week off in june to travel somewhere margaret for you i feel i feel like she's always up to something very interesting Mm -hmm. um she leads an interesting life and i don't mean that in like a condescending way like you do seemingly like she makes her own wine and meat and stuff (laughs) yeah exactly uh morgan says i have no idea i'm working for the first time since last march my contract was paid through july for the next three weeks then i'm off work again until sometime in october so lots of free time but i'm on unemployment hopefully take a road trip to visit a friend in montana and if not at least go to the beach oregon coast well that sounds sort of nice 
Montana sounds like it would be nice to do a little road trip there. And yeah. J-Lo and, and uh, Ben Affleck are there, so go take a visit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ellen says, visiting my parents, also going to make my one billionth, I can't count the zero. I believe that's correct. Attempts to learn Spanish. Hola, Ellen. Como esta? Ellen, Muy commas, bien. please, if you want us to be able to read these numbers. <laughs> Um, Jack says, even though I retired from being in charge of the uh, Chateau um, Saint-Michel Winery Summer Concert Cruise, I'll be back tomorrow, 512, that's today actually, to be an advisor on the installation of the stage roof. Oh, Jack. Very handy, Jack. Be careful, Jack. They can't go without Jack's expertise, even though he's retired. I know. Got to come back for one more job. Okay, Jennifer says, camping trips and finally seeing our parents, my son's grandparents, and likely dodging the last of my mandatory work travel that will surely return in 2022. Oh, and a girls weekend with a dear friend to use up the rest of my Alaska flight credits. Everybody's using their flight credits. I love Mm -hmm. them. Uh, Beth says, working, hopefully some kayaking, spending time with Bob and Lucy, which I think is her husband and her daughter Her daughter yep um bad says communing with the cicadas <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah they're coming for you mm-hmm. louise uh we're going camping at the beach this weekend with friends we haven't seen since october i'm psyched to be vaccinated and looking forward to it a little kid vaccine soon uh me too and louise <laughs> i don't know how soon though i know i think it took us a while slow. to get down to 12 year olds i know i know and there was a case at my kid's school which was not in their classes but it's like it's, the kids are still getting up it's okay um, then, if you give it to them a little younger. You just get a little fingertip under yeah. the gums, and then they'll sleep great and not get COVID. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm perfect. Um, and then Jean finally says, Seattle and Shelton to see my sister. Dallas slash Frisco to see our son and family. Silver Spring to see daughter and sister-in-law in Colorado. That sounds Jeez, lovely. Jean. I know. Jean travels everywhere. Around. I know. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. Love to hear what y'all are doing. Everybody's going to be traveling uh, hither and thither. So am I, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> TBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, Anne, I think maybe we've been stalling a little bit. You <laughs> <laughs> don't no. want to talk about this book? <laughs> I do. I'm no, ready to talk to. about this book. I yes. need to back up for a second. You mentioned that Jack is going back to Santa St. Michelle for one last job. Is that like the plot line to a Jack action movie? That's <laughs> I what so. I thought, yes. too. <laughs> yes. I would watch that. Me too. It's always like, one last job. That gets I think there's trouble. potential here. There's a there's a set building uh, uh, carpentry based heist team that needs him one more one more job one big payout. I have yeah. to say, if I ever get into a tight spot with someone, I like it to be Jack. I agree. Yeah, you know he can build stuff and do things and protect me. <laughs> He's very tall. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very handy and very capable and knows a lot about vintage movies, which I'm yes, sure will come mm-hmm. in handy. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> in your like extreme trivia contest, which you have to like play for your life, Jack will come in handy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for that category about old movies that mm-hmm. is in every life or death trivia contest. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Let's let's open up the first, uh, the inaugural Tishi Book Club, and we chose the book Hollywood Homicide by Kelly Garrett. I would like to say, just um, for the sake of transparency, when we were on the Jambo call picking the book, Bobby wasn't there, so he uh, bears no 
uh, responsibility for the choice. <laughs> um, also, I was trying to do something. I can't remember. So I was kind of half listening while you guys were picking the book. So I'm excusing myself <laughs> from this as well. Wow. <laughs> no one wants to be accountable. Huh? Oh, I mean, I think I, I'm sure that I probably was like, ooh, Hollywood. And it's Hollywood. like, you know, it's a, I like a thriller or crime. Well, I think you know, I was mystery. also trying to step back a little bit yeah. because I worry sometimes that that I get a little bossy or because I'm such a planner that I end up sort of taking over the plan. So I wanted to make sure that other people sort of had the decision-making process. But it allows to speak for anyone else. But I love it when you do that, Anne. So (laughs) don't hold back. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's like a oldest sibling kind of thing because being the one who was the oldest, I was always the one to like make the plans or whatever. And I think one time, uh, Carl, said to me slightly huffily, why do we always go to the movies that you pick? And I said, because I'm the one that pays for them. And he well, said, yeah. good reason. shut up. <laughs> shut your but, mouth. But I don't want to be like imposing my will on everybody. So I was perfectly happy to read this book, by the way. So, uh, and it was suggested by listener Megan. So thank you very much, Megan, for suggesting it, even if it wasn't my personal favorite book. I know everybody else loved it. But um, <laughs> yep. But lots of people did love it. So let's talk about Hollywood homicide a little bit for the basics. Let me read the synopsis from I don't remember what website shilling website this was. The surprise hit of the season. Actress Dana Anderson's deadly new role, homicide detective. No, she's not part of the police. Um, okay. Dana Anderson doesn't set out to solve a murder. All the semi-famous mega-broke actress wants is to help her parents keep their house. So after witnessing a deadly hit and run, she pursues the 15 grand reward. But Dana soon finds herself doing a full-on investigation, wanting more than just money. She wants justice for the victim. She chases down leads at paparazzi hotspots, celeb homes, and movie premieres, loving every second of it, until someone tries to kill her. And there are no second takes in real life. And that's not exactly the way I remember the book going. (laughs) No. But, okay, so this is kind of an interesting history for this book, because she was, what was it? Oh, shit. I did not uh, write down. Well, I'd say what, if you need a second to look that up, I have a question that's sort of a preliminary question before we get into the book that I think is worth asking. I am curious how everybody obtained the book. Oh. And uh, Christy, how did you obtain the book? Great question, Bobby. I got it on the Libby app. I did have to go to a different... I had to add a different library. So I normally have the Seattle Public Library and I had to add Elliot's uh, Snow King um, <laughs> library card <laughs> to my account. It's okay. So it's right. I listened to it. Uh, H-Bomb, how did you get the book? The Libby app from the Austin Public Library. I didn't okay. have to steal my children's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> MVH? Uh, two different venues. I used the Libby app first through the Detroit Public Library and shocker, it was available. Um, But then um, I don't want to give too much away, but it was really, really hard. I kept falling asleep when I was reading it. Um, So plus side, this book cured my insomnia 
Um, so my loan eventually expired and I could not just, I just couldn't make myself keep reading it. So I ugh, very hesitantly used one of my Audible credits and got the audiobook. <laughs> you can return audio credits. <laughs> I have that And I listened to it on 2X. Uh, <laughs> uh, and how did you get the book? I also got it through the Libby app through my library. No problem. No waiting. <laughs> no waiting. And no I renewed waiting. mine. I, I had to wait. Mine. You did? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's uh, another part of um, later on I was going to say, but I can say it. I I put both books in and then I instantly got the second book, but I didn't know I did. And I just started playing it and huge spoilers at the beginning of the book. And I was <laughs> oh, like, no, I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. What is happening? And there was and then I looked and I was like, oh, that's why I'm actually listening to Hollywood ending instead of Hollywood homicide. So I had to wait a week until t- the other one was available. Uh, I guess I, how did I, you do it? <laughs> yeah. All of this leads up to me making the point that I think I'm the only one of us. And now I know I'm the only one of us who bought the physical book. <laughs> wow. Uh, you old man. I am holding a paperback <laughs> copy of Hollywood homicide. You need Aww. something for the bachelor arms, like, at, you know, <laughs> to put on your book. To hold up a there. table leg. Or something. <laughs> I mean, I may or may not have finished reading this in the bachelor arms last night. So. Uh, just me sitting here alone reading. Yeah, my... I wonder if my experience would have been different having read it, uh, because some of the voices were annoying. Yes. Like, yeah. the the reader was fine. I think that the the book, uh, like the publisher, did not give very much money for the recording session because you can hear mouth noises and like yeah. breathing pauses. And the like, editing was very questionable. Yeah. Just a task and, rabbit. Like they just hired someone to show up and <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, Oh, I'm not moving furniture. I'm reading this book into a microphone. Okay. And the accent they use for M like is like fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah, it <laughs> yes. really is. Yeah. Um, so I wonder um, if it would have been a different experience reading it. I'm going to say maybe not. <laughs> yeah. The writing was For those also of us who read it. questionable. <laughs> the characters were, well, well, we'll here's we'll the thing. We'll I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I liked it. I might be the only one who actually well, liked it. And if anyone would like to borrow my, my hard copy <laughs> of the soft cover mm. of Hollywood Homicide by Kelly E. Garrett, I will happily uh, mail it to you. So just let me know. Because I am never going to open it again. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, unless, you know, you lose um, power and heat and you need to start a fire and you need (laughs) kindling. (laughs) You can lend it to your downstairs neighbor. (laughs) What I was was looking for, of course, turned out to be written right on the front page of my notes, was this book um, was published or, I don't know, uh, written through the process of this internet um, thing called Pitch Wars, which is where aspiring authors can submit like a, I don't know, not a draft, but, you know, an outline or some chapters of the manuscript they're working on. And then they have um, people who are maybe published authors or at least who have an agent, you know, successful enough to have an agent who can pick if they would like to mentor one of those people who has submitted some work and help them develop the project the rest of the way. Uh, And then at the end of that process, they have a big showcase where they invite literary agents to come. And I don't know, 
you know, what happens. But apparently Kelly Garrett was somebody who got picked to be mentored, to be a mentee. And then she got, you know, signed to an agent and, and got a book deal from this in 2017, 15, yeah. 17. I, I think, think it came out in 17. Yeah. 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 So, um, good for her. I guess. Yeah. There were people who, believed in it it also won a whole bunch of awards so like fuck us if we didn't yeah. like it yeah. but um excuse me i believe it, you mean fudge us i'm sorry <laughs> no uh, swearing allowed. named one of book bub's top 100 crime novels of all time oh, uh, has anybody ever heard of is. Book i actually no. do get a book bub email every single day sometimes because yeah but they, they get deals on does books. book bub have any kind of authority no to, no 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 no. they sell like, like it's like crime <laughs> novels it's like it's a dollar 99 for like k is for killing or whatever like that's oh, the- sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. uh in addition to receiving starred reviews from publishers weeking weekly and library journal it won the agatha anthony lefty and independent publisher ippy awards for best first novel it was nominated for the mccavity award for best first mystery novel and barry award for best paperback original so a lot of people really enjoyed this book yeah um anything else we need to talk about the book's history well i this isn't about the history necessary necessarily but i read that kelly garrett once worked on for a year she was um a writer on cold case which showed that i once upon a time watched mm. so i thought that was yeah. interesting yeah, yeah she, she was a tv a television writer yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and she she does not work i believe in the television industry anymore she works in marketing for some unnamed yeah uh company but i assume she would like to move to writing you mean she's full-time. not a famous writer <laughs> she is not oh. so <laughs> Let's do a quick, I mean, I did read the blurb, so you kind of know what happens, but uh, the synopsis is that uh, she uh, came out to L.A. to be an actress, uh, broke big for a Chubby's Chicken commercial right away. This is the main character, Dana. Yep, Dana. Thought she was going to be a big deal and then didn't get any more parts. And at this point, she is retired i mean i don't know if you can retire for something you never really had a career in but she says she's a retired actress and she's sort of trying to figure out what to do with the rest of her life and she's absolutely broke like broke 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 and can't get jobs and so when she witnesses this hit and run and realized there is a fifteen thousand dollar reward she decides that she will solve the crime to get the reward and her parents house is being foreclosed on so I that part was all a little bit strange. Like, you need I need some stakes. Yeah, I true more than just her own desire for money, I guess. But she goes through the process then of uh, being an amateur detective, solving this crime. She has her best friend Sienna, and and I read it as Emmy. Christy, you said it was M. Is that how they pronounced it in the audiobook? It was Emmy um, in the audio. Yeah, it's Emmy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and her love interest, question mark, Omari, yes. who is an actor who just got a part on, like, I don't know, whatever it was, uh, Chicago PD, but for LA, LAPD. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and she goes around 
solving the crime and she meets this uh the other mainish character aubrey adams parker did i get that right i did that from memory <laughs> i think so who yes. is a figure of some mystery who's a private investigator and they end up sort of teaming up kind of against their will like they eventually realize that it sort of makes sense for them to work together on yes. this but his motives are very murky so mm-hmm. like i cannot begin to tell you how she solved this crime <laughs> because her method seems to be running around to talk to people and then accusing them of being the murderer accusing and call- everybody 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 gets calling accused. up the the um police tip line to like update the extremely bored operator on her progress on the case and telling her every day that it's this new person and then sort of stumbling into the understanding of what happened yeah yeah that's fair yeah setting up a sting of some sort to oh i for there's this whole um theft ring of people that um go to break into rich pe- famous people's houses and like steal their stuff a la the what was that called the bling ring ring yes mm-hmm. yeah yes. uh to steal from rich and famous people and that is eventually in part of the murder mystery is wrapped into that so it's one of those where you realize that the two separate cases are actually the same case <laughs> I have to solve the one to solve the other. I, um, yeah, that's like one of the things that I put. So when I was in like freshman year, I was in like a theater class, but we had to like make a movie. That was one of our assignments, like make a, like, you know, write a movie and then film like a 10 minute thing. And we were so like lazy about it that we just based it on an episode of Saved by the Bell. And like, it was fully (laughs) just like plagiarizing an episode of Saved by the Bell. And that's like what I thought of. I was like, so she's just like taking the bling ring and being like, I'm just gonna do that. Like, that's just what I'm gonna do. Um, So it was, it was so weird, because I, I mean, granted, I was listening. And sometimes when I'm listening, I'm doing other things. So I'm not like fully invested. But you know, like, I've listened to enough books that I know how to kind of compartmentalize my brain to where I'm listening and also working on something. And I would all of a sudden be like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, who are these people? What is happening? I don't understand. I was very confused by it. And I didn't know if it was my attention span, which like probably, but you know, I, at some point no, in my life, I had that experience too, where yeah. they, they would be in a place and I'm like, how did they get here? <laughs> and what place is it? And who is this person? Like they're name dropping fake celebrities. Like we're supposed to know who they are. Yeah. You mean you don't know who Oscar blue is? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought they were talking about like a blues, like arrested development. For a long time. <laughs> oh, I think that was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, was yeah. who Oscar yeah. Blue was. Yeah. No, it, it, there were um, there were. I thought that there were too many characters. Like I was like, there's too many people that I have to pay attention to that I'm maybe not doing a great job of paying attention to. Like I, I don't know why I just all of a sudden be like, okay, wait, Sienna is her friend and Emmy's the one with the twin and they're okay. Anyway, like trying to keep it all straight for whatever reason really perplexed me. I couldn't remember what Emmy's sister's name was. The real famous Tony. Tony. Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. Emmy has a famous, uh, like extremely like Angelina Jolie level famous sister. (laughs) It sounds like. Yes. I mean, I don't think it was so much that there were too many characters. It's just that the characters weren't very well defined. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, really that's... what it was. And she went and she described people in great detail, 
but also was extremely vague about all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- some people I could like draw from her description, and other people I have no idea like, what they look they like. All, or... They all had fake boobs. Yeah, sounds yes. like and plastic <laughs> surgeons mm-hmm. and. Her car was described as Pepto-Bismol pink like 40 times. So yes. I know what her car, and it was an infinity, which she also mentioned 40 times. So I got <laughs> that part. We know that Omari has really nice abs, but nothing mm-hmm. else. We have no idea what Aubrey looks like other than that he wears a crazy reflective Reflector orange well, I didn't outfit. know until the end of the book that he's white. I think they described him as blonde at one point or something. So I yeah, think I assumed. Towards the end. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit perplexing the, and I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, I guess, but I, I thought that in a way that she was sort of a a relatable character, like I don't like the text speak that's annoying. And even though I do talk like a Valley girl, sometimes Mm -hmm. I try not to say OMG or WTF in real life, but, um, and then explain what WTF Yeah, means. that's the part yeah. that got me. It's, you know, and to keep doing it. So that's fine. Like, if you're going to, like, have once. text speak. Yeah, when they're, like, TBH, to be which up. means, to be <laughs> honest. It's what like she when means you're writing, is, you define yeah. your abbreviation the first time you use it, yeah, and then you, you can continue to. using it because you already defined it. And but does, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, how many text speak things do people actually really say outside? Uh, out loud you say lol yeah, right? i do it sometimes but it's more like because it's kind of funny. omg yeah right well, yeah it's to be I, funny more than okay anything. omg but i would never say wtf because it takes longer to say <laughs> wtf <laughs> than does. what the fuck i mean people do say it yeah people do say but, it. but i i agree I'm r-o-f-l-ing right now <laughs> <laughs> truly I mean, Earth, i agree i only will say it like to be funny like it's like yeah, I'll say our You be careful how that mask fits, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Wear it long enough. No, then it becomes real. Um, I did like, something that I liked about it is that she, although she talked about like going on Jenny Craig or whatever, which annoyed me, but oh, yeah. I, I, I did like where she was like, mm, I've gained some weight since like I can't fit into the like mm-hmm. clothes the or whatever. Clothes. That she was kind of like realistic about like, because most, you know, in my history of reading these um not these books, but you know, Hillary's Horner Corner books. They're always like, "Oh, somebody is a little bit chubbier." That just means they have really big boobs. Like that is the only thing. And maybe they mm-hmm. have like, mm-hmm. uh, but they always have like a tiny waist and like they're curvy or whatever. But like not really. They're just super. That's petite. why I was sad about the cover art because that yes! is not the person they just. No, right. no, that looks like Gabrielle Union. I mean, that <laughs> right? doesn't yeah. look like that doesn't look like what they're describing. Um, but <laughs> it did just. And I know it's a series, obviously, but I'm like, she's not actually good. She's just persistent, but she's not good. She's at not she's- smart. Either. <laughs> like, she doesn't come off nope. as very, like, competent or thoughtful or, she's like, eager. making good decisions. Yeah, yeah she's she, eager. She wants to say, it, the, the synopsis describes it as, like, she's not motivated by money after a while, but she never isn't motivated by money. She's always, that's always the motivation. She never really expresses any sort of desire to, like, see these killers brought to justice. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the synopsis was written by a very different person, or they didn't mm-hmm. read. Oh, probably. <laughs> or like that was the idea. I'm, I'm totally fine. I feel like it's more realistic. Yeah, her her motivation is more realistic than you know. I used to be an actress and a, a commercial actress, and now I just want to see people brought to justice. Like she's not yeah. Batman. She's 
like just trying to make end meet, ends meet, right? Totally. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a bat cave. She has a blazet. A blazet. She lives in a closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was terrible. Bobby, would you like to offer a first impression? No. no uh i okay so um the first uh 50 pages were were hard tough yeah Yeah. that's maybe why Uh, i kept falling asleep yeah and uh yes reading it in print i was also falling asleep so uh laying in bed and trying to read and i I ended up reading you know 100 pages at a time the second and third sections of the book basically but that first 50 pages was the hardest. It did um, get better as it, it yes, went. Yes, it did. Well, I think part, partially just because familiarity and the storylines coming together. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. uh, it is it is uh, incredible that somehow the two or three um, plot lines that were being fed to us independently did magically come together after a while. <laughs> yeah, um, weird. With, with no other context but those three things, just for some reason all being written about. Um I uh, I don't read a lot of things like this, uh, as I'm sure is a shock to absolutely no one. And so I just don't know if, like, hopping into these kinds of stories is normal. Like, I, I don't know. I just didn't know what to make of it except uh, that, that it was uh, pretty terrible. And Sam was just laying there next to me mocking me while I was reading it. So. <laughs> well, I've said a thousand times on this show, give or take, that there is a a huge opportunity in romance yep. over in the horny corner yep. in that people are women, gay guys, I don't know, are so enthusiastic for the content that they will read the shittiest mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. yep. And somebody who has real talent can do good work. And I think this, this book sort of straddles the line between it's not a horny corner it's quite chaste actually Mm -hmm. but it's got that same almost sort of vibe as a lot of stuff that came out 20s shopaholic and bridget jones Mm -hmm. and that kind of single girl looking for love thing that it sort of combines with a mystery thing but it's it's not very well written I feel like I thought it was cool that I mean it's not too common for there unfortunately in popular literature to be a story about a a main character who's a black woman so that is something that was good about this book and it was also the audiobook was was read by a black woman so that was kind of nice but I don't know if I can say many more nice things about it. I think, though, that it did fit our criteria of, like, a light read that didn't improve our brains at all. That's mm-hmm. definitely no. true. It definitely yes. met that. I've, yes. I feel like her publisher did her a dirty on this because a good editor would have fixed a yes. lot of these issues. Yeah, there definitely are things that could have just been hacked out, like returns back to... What was the... I should remember Close this. Close encounters. Yes. Close <laughs> encounters. Okay, that's I think, what I was mentioning about yeah. pun names, which we know are forbidden. Um, I think five trips to Close Encounters would have sufficed, not 50. And yes. like an extreme like ex- explain- explanation of what a consignment shop is. <laughs> like Before I realized that was really going to matter, I was like, why are we ta- Why is there such a long explanation of what a consignment store is? Like, we all know this. Um, my thing that I noticed, so I was halfway through, I would say, and I said, there are a lot of analogies. Yeah, um, so, so many. I started so writing many. some of them down. I wish 
I mean, if I had time, I would have gone back and, but um, here are some great ones. Um, teeth wider than a clay and rally. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain froze like a computer screen with too many programs opened. I, um, that. The I have one for, I'm curious if you're going to read the one that I okay. wrote down. House lit up like a doobie he smoked earlier. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, file was fatter than a Biggest Loser conte- contestant oh. on a first weigh-in. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was unfortunate. Uh, um, there I'm, was also a very unfortunate reference to crackheads that yeah. I cringed at pretty yeah. hard. Um, breathing like Darth Vader's illegitimate sister. Um, whatever that is. <laughs> what? um, the closet was packed tighter than a Beverly Hills housewife face after leaving her plastic surgeon's office. So those were some, some that I grabbed. The one that I wrote down was, I thought was just genius. I had to pause the audiobook and type it on my <laughs> notes app is leaning like the leaning tower of Pisa. Wow. <laughs> 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 yes. I get it's it. Deep. Uh, yep. It's it kind like, of, I was gonna. I was gonna say it kind of makes me think I could write a book because I <laughs> said I don't think I'm that great of a writer at all. And I'm like, could I write a book? I'm like, maybe I should. Yes, I think you could. You could write should. your book when we all go on our project sabbaticals. Anne and I all write our our wine and punishment. Mm-hmm. You can write your book. Christy and Meredith team up and do something. I don't know what's left. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with some. We could solve some crimes. Apparently, I think we'll like, cover all the can. arts and letters, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about our experiences. When when I was reading reading quote unquote um, this, I was also watching um, at the same time, like not exactly the same time, but you know, not what I mean. concurrently Watch, watching <laughs> Younger, which is like a rom com series, and I was getting so mad that, and I know this is the genre and it happens all the time because it's part of the plot but why don't people just like be honest with each other and like oh, say yeah. what's happening I'm God. like if you just said one sentence or th- this whole thing would be done like yep. Yep. but I guess yep. that's part of the issue like <laughs> there was like just, a whole mystery about who Amani was dating that was only a mystery because somebody got interrupted yeah right. it was yes. so obvious yeah. who it was yeah <laughs> Um, or just tell your friends that your parents are about like I would yes. be pissed. Tell your my rich friend. ass friends. Yeah, yes. I would be mad if I had a friend who's like putting themselves in danger Mortal of danger. being murdered. Hey, if anybody, if any of you guys need fifteen grand, don't kill yourselves. I'll find <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will help you. Uh, Chrissy, you made me think with that list of delightful quotes you read mm-hmm. um a, most of them sort of had something to do with physical appearance mm-hmm. and that's another thing that she hits really hard mm-hmm. in this book is physical appearance and what hollywood requires mm-hmm. of women especially but i couldn't figure out if she was doing it on purpose or if she really like is she making a commentary about that was something I couldn't figure out either because there's so much talk about like Sienna is introduced as somebody that people hate because she's beautiful like -hmm. there was a lot of that of like she's you know so skinny and everyone hates her and blah blah blah. like this hatred uh, kind of thing of course we've all had boob jobs and (laughs) I'm like wait is that good or is that bad or what are we saying about it it just sort of was presented as as fact I guess so I don't know whether she's She's, I mean, Dana, the character, obviously buys into the Hollywood bullshit, but I don't know if Kelly, the writer, is or not. It's very confusing. 
Well, let's go to our LA expert. Uh, then yes. Hillary, there is a lot of LA landmarking yes. in this book. And uh, I guess we need you to take us through it and, and let us know how good of a job she does. Well, that's kind of when I would like perk up in this book where I, when she would describe, be describing going, you know, north on the 110 or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, she, Clearly, she lives in Los Angeles because it is done very, very well, the, the way that she speaks about it. Um, you know, talking about Silver Lake and Los Feliz. I lived in Los Feliz. So it was, you know, like she was on Vermont and I lived right off Vermont. So it was like, oh, like that was the parts that would get me a little bit, just like a little bit not homesick, but just like, oh, yeah, I remembered when I lived there. But I one, don't want to discount Hillary. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no. Like you could do this by just looking at a map. Could oh, you? no. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. The only thing that I'll say is that she, there were a couple like little things that she pointed out in this one place was she talked about this neighborhood where she lived off Pico where Dave, when Dave and I first started dating, he lived in this shitty apartment off Pico, which is, she describes it as a place where people have like nine to five jobs, not like where they, where they have to interview, not try out. And that's totally true. Like living off there, you just, it's like you go to the office. That's, it's just like, it's not anywhere fancy at all, although it is very well located because it's centrally located. But she calls out this completely random cafe that Dave and I used to go to every morning that was, you know, a short drive from his apartment. And it was like a combination between a Mexican restaurant with a sort of soul food but it was really just like a diner and we would have breakfast there and read the LA Times like every morning it was great I loved CJ's like CJ's is one of the places I miss and it's not a place that you would ever like nobody would ever tell you like oh go to CJ's that's that's the best breakfast because (laughs) it's off of Pico like it's just in a random kind of neighborhood that you would never even venture to if you were just traveling to Los Angeles I wonder if she lives in that neighborhood she must because I mean I know of a couple people that go there but Dave felt like he found it whatever and my friend Chelsea (laughs) he was like this is my special place and then my friend Chelsea lived in that neighborhood and she would go because it's not it's tiny um anyway so that was one of the things I was like oh she really knows Los Angeles and because you can Google stuff, but I feel like people just get sort of some of the nuances a little bit wrong. And mm-hmm. she did a really good job of that. That I will I will give her credit for that about and and how she talks about how there's traffic everywhere. Like it's funny when people move to Austin, they're like, oh, the traffic is so bad, and it is. I the traffic in Austin is terrible. They did not build any roads, so it's really bad. It is nothing compared to Los Angeles. Like the traffic there is so bad. It's oppressive. 20, it twenty four hours a day. Like it's not even just like oh, it's bad from you know, three to seven. And when I went to Coachella, I was shocked that I was in a traffic jam at like two in the morning. Yes. Dave and I almost missed a red eye to Boston that left at like 10 or something. And so we left our apartment, um, at seven and we almost missed our flight. Like it was so bad that we almost, it, it, yeah, it was, it, it's insane. So she kind of describes that and that, rings true because it is just I mean once you live in a neighborhood you're like this is where I'm sta- I'm not going and if I'm going to see my friends in Santa Monica which was all the way over on the other side I'm spending the night there like they're I'm not coming back because it just is <laughs> like you're making a special trip just starting a new life I'm yeah, done no <laughs> well and I my friends who have dated there online you know they are on the apps and they would look and they'd say like you can't you know if again like if you're in Los Feliz and somebody's in um Santa Monica or Venice or something. You're like, I can't make that work. It's an like, impractical yeah. relationship. <laughs> yes, It'll never work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I can't do that. So I will give her props 
for that. And the thing is that what I'll say is this isn't the worst book I've ever read. Like I've definitely read worse books and maybe books. Oh yeah. Like this didn't make me mad. It just was more like, it was a little confusing. Confusing. Yes. And I agree with Christy. Like I think that her editor did her a little bit dirty and was just like, okay, this is good. Like we're not going to pay attention to this. And like, it could have been when I saw how long the audible was or whatever the Libby app was, I was like, 10 hours like why is it this should not be 10 hours this could be easily have been six hours and when she thinks she has the suspect in hand and there's still which time well the like (laughs) the first time and then there's like an hour left i was like wait what like (laughs) yeah i had the same experience i was like well this can't be right because there's so much left i know i know hollywood ending is 11 hours Jeez, that poor tip line <laughs> operator. What I, what I think is Ma'am. that if this Ma'am. was a Sorry. script for a movie or like a Netflix limited series, it would have been much better because then we we could see what the people yes. look like. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having to describe it, it's a good argument for television over books always, but. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? And she's a television yeah. writer. I think that this would have been an amazing script. And I saw that she said, amazing. You guys are all laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is I my video watch. on? I made a face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she did say that, f- except for Aubrey, she had um, an, a real celebrity in mind for every character. And there was definitely a Kardashian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and that's what I tweeted her. So I tweeted her like, hey, my podcast is <laughs> is talking about your book. Which actors did you have in mind? Because I think that that's oh, I hope she an interesting listen. question because I always think about that when I'm reading something, What who would play what character. Oh, I hope she does listen because I would love to get feedback from all of her fan on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did she Bye. write you back, Christy? She didn't write you she back. She didn't write me back. Aww. Aww. She's too important. But what do you? What do you? Did you all have someone in mind for any of the characters? I don't think I was that invested. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, no. The Gordon's fisherman comes to mind for Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could not get a handle on that dude. Well, no. Nope. Let, let's talk about the characters. Oh, except I did want to say just one more thing about the LA ness of it. I did not live in Los Angeles like Hillary, but I have been on the Warner Brothers lot tour, <laughs> and that is not what happens. I've never <laughs> been on that. No. So yes, yeah. They do not have people playing mm-hmm. characters from The Wizard of Oz doing scenes on the corner as the trolleys <laughs> go by. That's that's not a thing. No. Also, no. you're never allowed to be alone long enough for the murderer to try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it is a Hollywood but homicide. Anyway, uh, we've gotten into talking about the characters a little bit, but uh, I just, I didn't like them as people. I didn't either. Ne- none of them. None they- of them? No. I guess no? Emmy was not too bad at the end, but the rest of them were what kind about of Omari? hits. Well, he was such a cipher. I mean, well, in our first exposure to him was that he came onto her too strong in a car, right? Yeah. Like, so I had tried to put his negative, hand up her skirt. Yeah, I had a pretty negative impression of him from the get-go. <laughs> oh, I thought they were having a vibe. Oh, well, she screwed that up. I kind of saw him as like a young Shamar Moore yes, type. Yes, 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 and yes. Exactly. Yeah, I'd let him lead my I'm looking at team. a picture. <laughs> 
I'm looking I at thought, the picture. So if listening to the audio book made me hate Emmy a lot because she did this extreme Valley Girl accent. Mm-hmm. So she was like a Valley Girl hacker, which did not make sense to me as a persona mm-hmm. at all. Because she was, the, she was the biggest offender of being like, OMG, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> to hack into the mainframe. Yeah. But she was the only one of them that seemed intelligent yep. at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and she's just know. over everybody. Like, I think that's why um, she's just exact. Like, mm-hmm. everything is just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. In a script, does that quarterback, does that, uh, does that character say the quarterback is avocado toast? <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Too many calories, right? Uh yeah, I don't. I I think that I agree that I think if it had been a TV show, I mean, I'm not even that much of a visual person, but I for whatever reason just couldn't keep everybody straight in my head. I mean, I could by the end, but I needed more of a visual cue for it. Well, she does such a terrible job of of introducing people, like the first time of yeah forty that she goes to close encounters and she talks about <laughs> all the the uh the owner betty right mm-hmm. betty? yes yes I, her i had but then all the shop assistants i was like who and who again now yeah. well and they yeah. become and important and i was just like right. who is she assaulting right. now like whose exactly. phone is she throwing in the toilet and who's like she does all this like really dumb uh illegal stuff to try and figure out who the killer is like she steals people's phones and installs spyware on them and like i don't know breaks into people's houses and stuff like she's just so stupid and reckless. oh yeah that was tom cruise's house right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. she tom describes cruise like a short sure. action star <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah who was uh, into weird sex who's actually a creep yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but nothing says catch the uh catch the burglar like also burgling because <laughs> when the cops come that's going to make a lot of sense yeah mm-hmm. um what about the braces porn that has to be a thing right i'm sure it is a thing and it was like number what 23 or something as if there were 22 yeah. other God. movies uh, with braces porn i'm not gonna google what was it, it called brace face or yeah, something i don't know yeah, yeah. Bobby, Oof. is that a thing? Bobby, you yeah, know Bobby, porn. is that a thing? It's certainly Private not browsing. It's mode. certainly not in my browsing history. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it in a private. Does don't incognito do it. stop it so that you don't get spyware? Or hopefully, I don't hopefully know. Jennifer will come back and be like, Meredith, I'm not gonna click you. on anything. I'm just googling. <laughs> Uh, I think it's just giving you the thing that you Googled. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. it's just automatic. I'm not yeah, going to no. click on any of this. Why? I mean, I don't have to look it up to know that it exists. Just the <laughs> fact that we've willed it into existence mean that it mm-hmm. means it exists. Like, I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. From I'm, based on I'm this. sure it does. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a creepy age difference thing that leans into that uh, creepy like super teenager like, thing. Like yeah. stuff I really don't want in my search history stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the things like I really just like to. D- tickle young men who are tied up that's right. all mm-hmm. oh it's not a sex thing <laughs> oh wow we devolved yeah. um, okay. i mean but it was such a weird aside like yeah, that, that so it's like what out of nowhere it's like oh right that is part of la too isn't it mm-hmm. right? yeah so but i thought it was odd that there was a lot of discussion of like porn and naked pictures and and like threatening to release naked pictures and stuff, but she couldn't say the word ass. Like right. she said blurg all the time. <laughs> all like the time. Lemon. Yeah. 
but there was no no like swearing at all but tons of porn and weird like sex stuff is it a spoiler is it a spoiler if i say the last word the the last word of the book in the epilogue because this deserved an epilogue Mm -hmm. is shit (gasps) really turning over a new leaf and i, I wondered that. if that was it it's like how you get one f-bomb in a movie or something like yes she yeah. saved it all for the very end and then it was just shit <laughs> i don't know maybe that's character development yeah well like even the bad guys are running around going crap like, they're not gonna... <laughs> i don't think that's realistic see it's writing for tv yeah yeah mm. pre-netflix yep. yeah she a, saved her true. She saved her uh, S-bomb there for the, uh, as close to the late night as she could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other character I want to bring up is Aubrey Adams Parker. What is this dude's deal? Aubrey yeah, S. I, Adams Parker. Yes. Aubrey Steven. S. I'm sorry. Well, it's, well important. it's important because well, his, S matters. his initials are ASAP. Oh. oh, I didn't. Pick but up what on does that. that have to do with anything? Well, <laughs> nothing. I have he a has nothing to do with anything. Bobby he jumps into your car ASAP yeah. when your doors are unlocked. But Bobby, have you? I feel like you are lying to us, and that you have started reading Hollywood Ending because that's uh, a big plot point in the first in the first part of the book. His initials. No, I haven't. But my first instinct, the first time we meet him, is. What the fuck is up with this guy whose initials are ASAP? Yeah. <laughs> also, you, you find out his backstory at the beginning of, in the first two hours. I, I can't that, believe I've already two hours. Uh, so I have to <laughs> listen to this next Wait a minute, look. wait a minute. You said already two hours in as in you're not going to stop? No, I'm, I like it. I told you, I like it. <laughs> I've listened to a lot worse things. <laughs> I mean, think about all the shitty podcasts that i have consumed uh, true i mean yeah. that is right think about all the uh the true crime podcasts that exist or just two uh, white men talking at yes. each other like, yeah, so <laughs> i do need some clarification on aubrey though so he used to be a cop right mm-hmm. yeah and something is he bad now happened. and the cops kind of are snickering at him right he and is he a private happened. a private investigator or is he just rogue because yes. i couldn't He's, figure out if he was like Okay. He says that he is a private investigator, but he does wear the reflective suit mm-hmm. because he bikes everywhere. Is he like? And is he like? He's extremely prez? formal. Is he prez from the wire? Did he? Did he shoot a kid and then humiliate himself? Or well, somehow do you, I don't think that's it. But do you want me to spoil it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So an incident happened. H- hang on. Where- pause. Everybody, if you're listening to this and you don't want the second book spoiled, please fast forward 30 seconds. Go. Okay. So when he was a cop, he was working the front desk one night and a celebrity came in, was drunk and was held um, for whatever. And then she wanted out and um, he let her go. And then she disappeared or was murdered or something and he's always blamed himself so he quit he's independently wealthy because he got a huge inheritance i think we heard about that in the last one she said something about how his house was owned by his grandparents or wow something. 30 yes. seconds are up that was crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but christy well why is he so more. weird oh i have more he actually isn't a licensed um private eye i'm oh. shocked because Be- you need like you need like three thousand hours of yeah because supervised she, work or something at the beginning she starts follow like they they have a business together and she makes business cards asap investigators and oh. has licensed 
um, PI. And then when she finds out that he actually isn't licensed, she crosses it out, and puts a soon to be. That's great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh. I'm just mad that the third book is like on her laptop and the, the book company went out of business. Oh. So we'll never oh. get to read Hollywood uh, Hackers. Just keep like keep tweeting at her and being like, "Send me the manuscript, please." please. We'll yeah. talk about it. On Christy our wants a galley, podcast. a galley copy, so we can share it with ton- dozens of listeners. <laughs> when I worked at AT and T Wireless, I we got into um, fan fiction, like because there was a very limited sites we could go to, and I printed out a whole book that was like four hundred pages with the company printer, and then we put it in a bike. <laughs> and then pass it around. <laughs> it was like sexy Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my God. I need to get back to Aubrey though. So like the first oh, time we're introduced to him, he's standing in the middle of the road mm-hmm. for some reason in his reflective thing and a yep. car almost hits him. Yes. And then he winds up in her back seat because she doesn't lock her doors. Mm-hmm. But he's this like, he's, he's this impulsive, but formal, like authoritative, but not official guy. Like he doesn't make any sense I feel to me. like he's on the spectrum. That's how I, she's well, that's writing the him. impression that she gives. Yes. But, but it's such a weird character. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And not weird in a good way. No. Like, I mean, that's why I wanted you to tell me what was going on with him, mm-hmm. even though I have no intention of following up on this series <laughs> because he was just so strange. Yeah. I kind of thought it was going to verge into like, he was going to be the person she sort of yeah. falls in love with, but it like, there was never really any hint of that. Well, maybe I thought the- maybe he was going to end up being a bad guy or something. Like, you know how like pyromaniacs yeah. will go, like go yeah. the fires that they yeah. started or whatever. Like, I don't know. I thought that might be like an interesting thing. Well, I also knew there done. was no love connection because I accidentally listened to the first book. Remember? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I knew what, who she's together with. It's weird to me that they're acting like, she has a talent for this because she, does. <laughs> she, she doesn't. doesn't. She doesn't. No, She's not good she at this. No, she doesn't. Uh, well, I mean, but maybe we can get more into that in a minute. Let's, first, let's do what works. What works in this book? I love. I loved Meredith. I loved Meredith's response on the run sheet. <laughs> I said, "IDK, lol." Oh, <laughs> uh, um. I said the LA-ness works. That was the thing that worked. The L- Los Angeles-ness of it all is the only thing that really worked for me. But otherwise, it was kind of a jumbled mess. This mm-hmm. book did want me, did did make me want to take the 10 to the 405 to anywhere that wasn't LA. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, I thought yeah, it, it made me never want to go there. <laughs> I liked that it was relatable about real people that live in yeah. LA because you yeah. usually just hear about yeah. the super, super rich. Um, and I like... I know Hillary. You hate reading about poor people. No, but no, kind no. of was this a good mix because no, there was like was. super rich and then there were a lot of star fucking in this. Though. Well, uh, but that is very uh, Los Angeles. But I right. will I will relate a story. Um, sorry, Dad. One time I was going to see a boy in downtown Los Angeles, and I didn't really know where I was going. And I think I was calling somebody to ask like how to get there, and my phone. The, like when I used it, they were like, you haven't paid your bill. Like mm-hmm. it didn't work Aww. anymore. And so then I had to use my credit card to pay because I had no money at the time because I made $30,000 and had a way too expensive apartment. And I was a stupid 20, 
three-year-old, maybe 24. Um, so that part is relatable. I feel like there's a lot of people who mm, sort of fake having a fun, fancy lifestyle, but mm-hmm. it's still an expensive place to live and you have to front like you're balling, but you actually are not. That was what I was told about Dallas before I moved there. There's a lot of $30,000 millionaires. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my credit card statement in uh, 2010 can show you how (laughs) much that (laughs) uh, damaged me. But yeah, no, I mean, that was relatable. But then she doesn't stick with it. No. Because for all the, I can only afford $3 in gas, then she's zooming off to close encounters for the 18th time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, and your gas goes so quickly when you're driving in traffic. And when you're I was getting, all the time. I know, I was getting really stressed out when she's like, I just have $3 to put in my gas tank. And I'm like, why are you going there again? You're she's never actually gas. been poor. Like, you stay at home yeah. when you can't yeah. <laughs> afford actual <laughs> gas. Jeremy is confident that that car still got 20 miles in it. <laughs> Oh my god. He would do it. Yeah. Oh my god. He called me the other day and he's like, my car's like shuddering because it's out of gas, but (laughs) there's a gas station downhill. Oh, for sure. You know, sometimes it's nice to just get the tank really cleaned out. I guess. Do like a detox, like a fast for your car. It's like letting the cell phone battery die completely on your computer. Mm -hmm. So it just trains it to. It's more healthy. (laughs) Sure, sure. They say. All right. Well, we've talked about what works. What what doesn't work? <laughs> well, oh, that was it. We're done talking about what works. <laughs> oh, have I? I don't think we need to spend any more time on that. Do we? I feel like I already talked about what I hated Here's about it. I think Meredith and I feel the same way. Is that Dana is so stupid that I cannot get on board with her at all because if I was a broke person trying to solve a mystery for the reward I would sit down and I would have lists and spreadsheets and make notes Mm, and have Mm -hmm. a very planned and organized approach just to this and she just wanders from one thing to another Mm -hmm. uh, and falls over her feet until she quote-unquote solves she points a shotgun at everybody she comes across and then it just happens to stick one time well, I kept thinking maybe, oh, is she going to like, le- you know, learn how to like, it's no. gonna be. and she never really did learn. She just happened upon it all. The th- the only people, well, I don't even know if now that I'm saying it out loud, I was going to say it, the only people I really liked were her parents, but they were both kind of like keeping secrets from each other yes. and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. they, yeah. her parents were in danger of losing their house and they weren't talking to each other about it like they, they were just call calling her, her yes and tell yeah. her things and then she'd be like oh we better not let mom know that this is happening that she might be homeless soon that was, I was gonna awful. say maybe i liked omari except he spent a lot of the time jerking her around yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well, Saying, she was, I'll meet she you was here, pretty but bad. Then I gotta go. I she did not treat him very well. I mean, she was psycho. They were just playing girl. They were playing dumb games. I was yep. very unclear about what their relationship even was. Like at first, I thought that they were dating and they had had a fight, and then it was like, oh, we were high school friends, and then it was, oh, we haven't actually ever dated. We were just friends. Like she has a lot of thoughts about this guy that she's just high school buddies with. Because he's been her secret crush mm-hmm. for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah, but then and she's then, like, oh, I hate him and I want to talk to him. Like, that's not how you react about Well, your because crush. she has low self-esteem. And so as soon as he hit it big and he's this huge celebrity, now she really doesn't feel like she is worthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been <laughs> broke. Marry a rich dude, man. Like, yeah. um, I 
I don't know if I feel like she's stupid. Again, I think if it was a TV show, she would be just like this lovable kind of loser that gets into these situations that it reminds me a lot of um, Insecure, the um, show with Issa Rae. That character just gets into these things and you're like, why? Why did you just do that? (laughs) But you also love them. I don't love those characters. (laughs) I know. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Use the common sense that your mother gave you. But maybe her mom didn't have common sense. Clearly she did not. Um, The thing that frustrated me a lot, it was there were like such quick changes of tone. And I wrote quick chank of tone. Sorry, that wasn't even like, I just looked at my thing. Wow, Hillary. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I, there was a part where they found the dead body of what was that guy's name? Um, That, um, he had a weird name. Oh, Victory. 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 Yes. Yeah. When they were like, oh, dead body. Okay, I'm done doing this. Bye. And then I'm going to go back and do other things. Like, it was just so, like, all it just shifted so quickly. Well, and, and was, it wasn't true. Like, she didn't stick with that either. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? What? Who? Like, who? I can't even remember who this guy is. And now he's dead. And you're just done with he's this. He's like a junkie or something. Yeah. yeah no. Haley's boy. The, the original murder victim's boyfriend, boyfriend. gets yes. mm-hmm. found yes murdered somehow and somehow it's her fault right yeah i don't really know how that well she did accuse him of being a murderer well it's because the real murderer was on to him or thought that he had um snitched oh information yeah 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 Yeah. montgomery rose which i couldn't hear without thinking about montgomery ward (laughs) (laughs) montgomery burns (laughs) yeah bringing it back uh I have one thing that works that I forgot about that I should mention, and that is oh, okay. that on the range scale from Hotel Bible to Large Print Reader's Digest, <laughs> the physical print book was actually fairly large type and easy to read on Ooh. nice paper. Oh, that's, that's good. nice. Hmm. So um, the experience of reading the physical book was, was not bad. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So there you go. That was something that worked. Uh, and, and the thing with Victory, I mean, at least that was the only loose end that was left. Oh, yeah. Right. 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Aubrey just disappears. Uh, I mean, obviously, the sequel is where we get those answers. Right. Yeah. right. Um, mm-hmm. pe- you got to leave it on a cliffhanger. Peanut yeah. butter goes That's why I'm saying, like, this is oh, why it would have yeah. been a good season of a show. Right. Yes. Yeah. We need to talk about this control your peanut butter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this becomes, like... This becomes a motto, which wasn't really explained. I think it just means, I don't, what does it mean? Stay in your lane? It means uh, keep, get keep your shit your, together. Keep your shit steady. Yeah. yeah keep yeah. your shit together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she says it like 40 times in, in like maybe two chapters and then it's never mentioned again. Yep. Just disappears. And, yep. it, and it's just that it's a cute thing ripped off of Calvin and Hobbes. Right. So. Well, oh, was that where it came from? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that that has it. a whole life outside of this. Except I don't know if people actually use it that way. I feel like I've read all the Calvin and Hobbeses, and I don't remember that at all. I mean, I have the complete work, so I suppose I could go a thumb through and see if I can find it. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. I wonder if I Google for it. It says if, it... if you can't control your peanut butter, you can't control your life. Calvin. Oh. Okay. He was like six. What does he know? (laughs) (laughs) 
What I do know is that Montgomery Rose's car probably had a Kelvin pissing on the Rose silhouette. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a BMW, so it was a oh, it was right. Calvin pissing on what the Audi rings, right? Or a, yeah. yeah, something like that, a Mercedes <laughs> symbol. Mm-hmm. Gross. Uh. All right, well let's let's rate this. Um, what are we piece of literature? <laughs> we Classic. we need to uh, establish a rating system okay. for the Tishi Book Club. So, I, I don't have anything. I, I was thinking bookmarks. like Chardonnay bottles. Oh, um, yes. oh! Yeah, I, I couldn't get that out of my head. So I don't know. Like, is it how many you have to drink scale? to read it? So low is <laughs> yeah. good, and high is bad. <laughs> that's too com- That's yeah, too, complicated too complicated for drunk book club. <laughs> no, um, five. Yeah. Um, well, and what's a one and what's a five? Well, I think five would be the best. Yeah, and well, I think. Be yeah, I know, but I mean, the, like, tell me a book the, that you would consider a five. One is the hotel room Bible, and five is the large print Reader's Digest. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Christy, listen. Making <laughs> <laughs> uh, it up as we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> we can come up with something um, Tishy appropriate, can't we? I, I think the Chardonnay bottles is a fine scale, but trying to figure out what weights the ends of this scale is beyond me. Right. How many sweet potato cupcakes is this book? <laughs> oh, that's good. I that like good. that. It, each yeah. book can get its own rating scale. Yeah, I'm good. happy. That means I like that. That, means I like that, that they never need to be aligned with each other. Which is yeah. Cool. yeah. They don't okay, need to have any like internal that. logic just like, I like this that book. Good. But I also good. want a sweet potato cupcake yeah. kind of. Yeah. That sounds okay. delicious. Well, I guess I give this book three and a half sweet potato cupcakes. Wow, and, and Wait, obviously is that's that good or bad. Well, it's probably out of a dozen, right? I mean, that's I'm thinking <laughs> oh, out of a dozen. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. So oh, okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. one to twelve. Yes. Or yeah. is it a baker's dozen? Because that's <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit! Oh so, shit! Yeah. Well, whichever. So you're yeah. three and a half out of yeah. twelve. Bobby. Yeah. Okay. Christy, what about you? Let's do seven. All right. Meredith. Uh, two and a half. Hillary, I'll give it four, and I'm going to give it a two. All right. Okay. We have so, spoken. There you have it. <laughs> I was not wishing that I could stab myself in the neck with a fork. No, but you're kind of wishing for it to but be you're over. Not going to read the sequel. Yeah. Nope. I'll uh, let you guys know how it goes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll get better. Yeah, yeah. If, if any listeners want to know what happens, Christy's I will notes. tell you in seven, eight hours. <laughs> eight hours. <laughs> We're going to be expecting it. Uh, I'm dying to know if any of you guys out there have read this. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And what so, you think of it. Please. Yeah. So uh, question of the week this week. We thought that, um, you know, we learned all about controlling our peanut butter. Um, which is Dana's new motto for life. So um, our question is going to be, what's your life mantra that you live your life by, by which you live your life? Uh, I don't really have a good one other than, you know, that saying, um, not my circus, not my monkeys. Mm -hmm. That's something that I have learned uh, in therapy a lot that I don't always have to try and, solve everybody else's problems yeah. and I don't always have to be the one to volunteer for everything and I don't always have to take uh, the responsibility on myself to make everything turn out right and that's how I interpret not my circus not my monkeys sometimes 
I don't have to get involved. So that would be my closest thing to a mantra. And there's this, have you ever heard of, do you know who June Diane Raphael is, the actress? Mm -hmm. She is sometimes on a podcast I listen to, and she has a life mantra of, I'm not taking this on. (laughs) And and one time her her car got stolen in front of her house, and she was just like, I'm not taking this on right now. I can't take this on. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to go take a bath. I know. I was like, I feel like that when Christmas comes around, like, I'm not taking Mm -hmm. this on. That's how I felt about softball and baseball. I'm not taking this on. Like, I cannot absorb this so mm-hmm. other people are just I spent to- many 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 years feeling like I had to take it on yep. whether it was projects whether it was other people's feelings yes. and their happiness yes. whether it was getting things accomplished at work that was a group project oh my god high school group projects oh my and I Jesus. can't even imagine just ride my backs for that a people right uh <laughs> I just don't want to do it anymore so don't take it on yeah. Um, Bobby, uh, I've got a couple. I'm trying to think about what has sort of a nice uh, ring to it or a nice phrase. Um, I referenced this in my recent uh, TBTL dazzling donor message. You may not be aware of what a TBTL is or does, <laughs> but um, uh, it, this is from growing up watching Canadian public television. But uh, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I think we've discussed this before, but of course, in 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 hockey parlance, that means to to uh, oh, you know, be ready to take a to take a shot or get a pass or get a bounce. Uh, don't don't be caught, you know, dreaming when you're out on skates. And of course, I'm a shitty hockey player. I can barely skate. I, I never played any real hockey because I was never very good on the ice. But I still think that's you know, it's just the be prepared of Canada. Right. So. Yeah, I was going to say it's mm-hmm. the Boy Scout yeah. of Canada. Yep. So there you go. Keep your stick on the ice. I think mine. So of course it's like very similar to Anne. So I'm not copying you, Anne. But mm-hmm. this is the one thing. The first thing that came to my mind was um, your problem is not my emergency. Yes, mm, I like that one. So that used to be at my old job. That was a huge thing. Like doctors who did a terrible job collecting their data and then would dump it on me and say, well, we need this back by tomorrow. We have a journal Mm -hmm. deadline tomorrow. I'm like, well, you did a bad job. So I'm not going to kill myself to make your project better. And, you know, that this, it was mostly about work, but it applies to other things in my life because I tended to be a people pleaser and somebody who thought they could like fix other people and, you know, make everything better for other people and then they would be happy and then they would be nice, which is mm-hmm. not true. Um, mm-hmm. So And then they will love me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's been a long, you know, long uh, life of lessons that that is not anything that I have control over. So I think that's probably as close to a life motto as I get. I try to, I try to do that and I just think. It's really hard. It is. It is. Um. The only piece of advice I've really given my kids besides yelling at them to like put their shoes on or whatever. Tie <laughs> um, your shoes. <laughs> this has really come up and, and I don't always, um, I don't always follow it, but it's come up with Bridget a lot because she's entering this age. But I'm, I'm always like, don't waste time being jealous of other people. I like have learned that lesson way mm. too late in life because, you know, you grow up being jealous of you know, especially with social media and everything, thinking that people have a perfect life or a perfect situation and you just never know what's going on with somebody else. So it's like, and that's all bullshit. Like social media is all bullshit anyway. So, um, I don't know. Even my friends that are super rich or seem like they have it going on, 
they have like when I think do I want to switch places with them I'm like oh god hell no like that sounds Mm -hmm. awful to me because other people have other shit going on that I don't have to deal with so anyway don't waste time being jealous of other people good advice Mm -hmm. Um, mine kind of goes a little bit with that is that no you're not that important no one is thinking about you or caring about you that's a good one (laughs) and I think that like that has helped helped my self-confidence. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to do things probably that I wouldn't have done before. Because you know what? Everybody is insecure. And yeah. everybody only cares about themselves. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. Yeah. They very don't true. care about what you look like or what you're doing or what you're saying. They just don't. So. Yep. I think that we are very wise people. We are. <laughs> yes, we are. And yet we chose to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we learned. I have one in mind already for our next book club Ooh, that is wait. extremely different from this book. Hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. Do you want to announce it now? Do we? That kind of makes it so we have to read it. Yeah. Start this oh. process all over again. All right, let me make sure that I have the title right. Do you, I do. Okay. Hmm. I was going to give you I some more it. stalling time, but it sounds like you're... No, 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 no. So back when I um, we were talking about things that were going to get us through the fall, remember? And I did my yeah. mini dissertation on uh, modern detective novels, Yes. which is, I am so cringe over that. I will never go back to listen to that episode again. I'm so embarrassed. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I get super passionate about anything, I, I get embarrassed of myself. Oh, um, but this is an author that I referenced on that episode, Tana French, who's Ooh. an Irish yes. novelist. And the book is called The Searcher. And I've wanted to read Tana French for so long, but then just like, I always forget when I'm looking for a book and I'm like, eh, whatever, Hillary's Hoyne Quarter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm excited. It is The Searcher. It is, she made her bones with a detective series, the like Irish murder squad, Dublin murder squad. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, but this is not that. It is a cop procedural, but not a cop procedural at the same time. Like cop, not so. cop. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sort of. It's actually, it has some threads that you could consider cop, mm. not cop. So um, we, we will, I guess, give people time to read it. Um, it is much better than... I mean, no offense to people that really loved Hollywood Homicide, but um, it, it's a great book. I just read it just before we, um, like, I, I started reading it the week that we settled on the on this book, and then I finished it, and I was like, ah, oh, why don't we choose this one? So let's do it now. I cool. think I, I had heard of this book, and I'm, I'm realizing why now as I do a quick Google, and that is because that it was uh, written up in the New York uh, Times book review, and it was has a nice uh, write-up by Alexandra Alter. Uh, and I'm realizing now that I can't find the New York Times book review article on Hollywood Homicide anywhere. <laughs> what? Weird. That's weird. But it did get a Kirkus review, yes. <laughs> that, which was two paragraphs. The first paragraph was a synopsis, and then the second one was just one line that was like, 
witty characters, a gripping read. Or something. <laughs> I read one that was written by the author. I was like, well, well that's not a review. But it was kind of cute. That like made it was me funny. Think of, that I would do that. That yeah. was right. a, that was a high no, level of self awareness. Actually, yes. I appreciate yeah. that. that. She commented on her own Goodreads, but there was one that was billed as I'll find it. It was billed as like a review of the book, and it was just a paragraph written by her about the book. It was just like what you would put on the book jacket. Oh, well. Well, I'm excited. I, I've been looking to get into some Dana French. So, yay. Yeah. yeah, I'm into that. All right. Should we move into some recommends? Um, Please. On the book tip, um, this is um, – so <laughs> it's not really – it's a television show. But um, Christy – you know, said she was binging younger and I have now started and every night I'm like, I'm just going to watch three episodes tonight and then I'm going to go to bed. And <laughs> that's hard to do because they're like 30 minutes long. They, yeah, you know, it goes, go down like, yeah, it goes really fast anyway. But, uh, the wonderful, wonderful Sutton Foster stars in it. And sometimes like I'm known to do with Oscars stuff, like I'll watch, you know, drink wine and watch Oscar acceptance speeches. Sometimes I'll watch um, Tony performances and Sutton Foster has won two Tonys and her Anything Goes performance on the 2011 Tonys, truly, like, believe me, just watch it because she's amazing. She's so good. She just is really just like the triple threat. Like she can act, she can sing, she can dance and she just holds the stage and it's wonderful. It's a really, really good performance. Um, So that's one. And two, I started listening to the um, new Slow Burn series, which the, um, you know, I think this is like their fifth season of it. Um, They did, originally they did Watergate, then they did Clinton, then they did Biggie and Tupac, which I was not as good as I wanted it to be. It was good, but I don't know. It was one of those things where they get to the end, they're like, we still kind of don't know who did it. Um, (laughs) And it was fine. And then last season was really good. It was um, about, what's his face? Um, David Duke. I had to bail. It just made me too mad. The only reason why I... For familial reasons, we're not like related to David Duke. <laughs> my uncle David. No, my brother was married to the um, uh, the daughter of a governor of Louisiana, and David Duke beat him in the primary. So I was like, oh, I like, kind of have a little bit of a connection to it. Anyway, this season is about the lead up to the Iraq War, and it's pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, we uh, I remember all of it. I was in my twenties, um, but this <laughs> this most recent episode that came out today on. Uh, May 12th was really good because it was about this sort of um, liberal hawkness and how like all of these sort of quote unquote liberal um, journalists helped promote the war. And that was kind of, you know, talking about was that a reason why the American public was invested in it? And but she roasts Christopher Hitchens so badly in it. And I love it because I fucking hate Christopher Hitchens. Oh, I guess R. I, I guess R.I.P. But like, whatever. He sucks. <laughs> um, he also notoriously wrote the article like why women aren't funny. So and he's like, I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm an atheist. And like, this is why God sucks. And that's fine. But I, he thought he was being so revolutionary by saying that. Anyway, I think he sucks. I mean, he was like a good writer, I guess. But he was not as um, he was charming a or clever. Person. Yeah. No. Anyway, so I, I recommend it. I've been entertained by it. And so because, this is a podcast series? Yes, I'm Slow Burn. Yeah, it's a okay. Slate podcast. And I will say, I had been withholding um, doing Slate Plus because <laughs> I was, I think, Bobby, you said it. Like, why would I want to listen to the extra stuff that didn't make it into the main right. show? But then Hit Parade became Slate Plus only for a little bit. So obviously I had to... Um, 
I had to subscribe and I've actually enjoyed my Slate Plus membership. You don't get the ads. You get a little bit of extra that I actually have enjoyed. So I don't know. We've been considering it for Lexicon Valley. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. I mean, it's $50 a year, I think, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I'm anyway. glad to have it even even in a post-Mike Pesca Slate yeah. world. Perhaps mm-hmm. even intentionally <laughs> yes. because we're in a post-Mike Pesca yeah. Slate yeah. world. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Bobby, you want to tell them how to get involved? I mean, I do. I I hesitated momentarily because we started recording when it was light out, and it is now dark out, and I have no lights on in the uh, So It's just me and the glow of my laptop, and it's a little distracting. Uh, You can get involved with the show uh, by visiting us at thisshowhaseverything.com or momsonthe.net. You can send us your feedback at throwyourphone.com. You can join the Facebook group, where I'm sure there will be continued discussions about Hollywood homicide uh, at This Show Has Everything on Facebook. Uh, in future book clubs, we, we are, uh, you know, open to and interested in uh, more ways to engage you all in this process. So uh, if you if you uh, cling to and, and take a liking to The Searcher, which will probably be a much better book for that than this one was, let us know because we can pursue uh, some options there to get more listener engagement. You can find the show Twitter at T-Sheet Show, which I have been updating every time I remember. Uh, email us at tishi at 10710.com. You can send us a voice memo there and we'll feature it on the show. You can fax me your, uh, uh, what was the word that they were using for ass? I can't remember. (laughs) Fax me me your PG rated body part at 617-354-8513. And with that, uh, that was absolutely everything about Hollywood Homicide. Oh, uh, I meant to ask all of you, Ladies, before we go, uh, did you go to my high school? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I was probably old enough to be a teacher when you were at high school. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stop!
Right.